I want to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for the email list. You'll find all the different ways that you can support us on there. Um, shout out to Walther Arms for sponsoring the show tonight, as well as uh, I know that Rod Mills is not out there, but I'm rocking the Scorched Earth Firearms Training t-shirt for Rod Mills. So if someone sees Rod Mills out there, uh, you can let him know about that, that uh, we represented for him a little bit on here. Uh, there's so many things going on. If you want to get the patches, we're selling the Hank Strange patches on HankStrange.com. That's how that works. There's a link there that you can find it. You can get our patches and support us. All right, so I think that we should get into this. Let me press the button, get everything started here. Welcome back to Boom. the Hank Strange situation. Here we go. Life Make sure you subscribe, thumbs loaded. up, ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. So, we've got Puerto Rican Pistolero, we've got Marco of Gun Channels here. Let's see Jazz Hands, come on, I don't know, I guess this, oh, there we go, we're getting Jazz Hands from everyone. <laughs> I hope you got your big girl panties on, because we are live. This is podcast number 584 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Like I said, our guests are Marco of Gun Channels and Puerto Rican Pistolero. What's up, dudes? How's it going, guys? What up? I'm I'm good. I'm good. So, uh, well, I guess we can say like mostly got a, like a Latino panel up in here. Of course, Puerto Rican Pistolero. So you're from Puerto Rico. Marco, you are Chilean, you're telling me. Yep. Thoroughbred. Yeah. Okay. So um, and then the only thing that we would have in common, me and you, is that, you know, I mean, I was born in South America, too, but you know, I can't say that I'm Latino, though. But, you know, I had lots of Puerto Rican girlfriends, if that matters. I don't know. Rolando, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Chileans, <laughs> Chileans actually have a smaller population in the United States than even French Guyana does. We're the least populated Hispanic country in the United States. Oh, and mm. no. Yeah, I think Guyana is the reverse of that. Guyana has more people, Guyanese people outside of the country than in the country. I think it's less than a million people in Guyana and more than a million people outside of it. So, you know, I don't know how big um, Chile is, like, population-wise. About 15 million now, I think. Oh, oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, you guys are hardcore. So, yeah, we've, you know, we'll, we're going to have a good conversation here with you guys today. Uh, hopefully you guys smash the uh, thumbs-ups out there. We uh, need and appreciate though that if you guys have things to talk about, we'll get into it. Um, so I know, uh, obviously, PR Pistolero, you've been here. Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm enjoying you and Latina Locked and Loaded coming on the show here. Yeah, oh, we appreciate it. Yeah, we always have a good time. Absolutely, absolutely. Marco hasn't been on in a while. What the hell have you been up to, Marco? Bro, it's been crazy. COVID is. I literally almost killed me. Fucking. I'm sorry, I can't curse yet. Um, <laughs> I worked well, like 65 days. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I worked like 65 days straight before I got a day off. Wow. Um, and you're in Maryland. Let's remind everyone you're in Maryland. So yeah, I'm in Maryland. Right. I'm an asset manager for for an apartment company complex. So I I, I manage assets. There's usually two other people in my office, mm -hmm. and both of them were high risk. So when it came down to it, I was the only one in the office. Mm. Uh, for literally for 65 days straight so wow that was hella um and then the whole time i'm trying to get my maryland ccw approved which i filed on december 24th mm -hmm. they acknowledged that they got it on december 
31st. Mm-hmm. And I want to say I got approved like May 20 something. Mm-hmm. Took about five months. Five months? What's almost the, is, like, is that good or bad for the average of Maryland? I'm assuming Maryland isn't super easy, but I know, I know, I think Lola's brother's trying to get his Maryland CCW. I'm not sure. Did your brother get his CCW, boo? I don't think you know yet. I know he did the class. I don't know if he got it yet. Yeah, it's real hard to get it. You got to have a good and substantial reason. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. most of that really be- uh, relies on your profession. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lucky enough that, uh, like, you know, my Instagram, I've kind of LLC'd it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was able to apply via my LLC. Mm-hmm. And up until about a year ago, Maryland, even if you had a business, you would have restrictions on the back. So it'll okay. say, like, conducting business. Mm-hmm. But then about nine months ago to a year ago, they, they got rid of that and they said there would be no restrictions for business owners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was able to apply for it that way, but it, you know, it was a hell of a process. Half the reason why it took long was my fault. Mm-hmm. The other half is because, you know, the state shut down in early March um, and then it took forever for them to call me to actually tell me what it was that was messed up on my application. Mm-hmm. It was basically me not paying my, my LLC, uh, I guess, re-registering fees or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if Maryland knows it's giving uh, CCWs to stuffed animals. No, no, he, he's packing. He's, huh? packing. he's always packing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. That's good. That's good for him. Um, yeah. Vanessa Kitty says, "Is shooting? Is people shooting at you a good enough reason?" So. If, if you had once, so if you have an ongoing threat to your life, so for mm-hmm. example, let's say uh, the person that raped you broke out of jail and is now free, mm-hmm. you can go through the application process, but they'll probably catch them before you get approved. So, And if they catch them, then they won't give you the thing? or Basically, yeah. So you have to have an ongoing threat to your life and that prove it. That makes no sense. Yeah, that's it, ridiculous. Yeah. Night Train, wants, Night Train says, who is that Winnie the Pooh question mark? That's the gun channels. Uh, what do you call this thing? What do you call this thing, Marco? This is a tactical teddy bear from. Um, okay. From what is it? Um, tactical. Uh, was it, it's not. What is it called? I don't Sorry. know how it's a tactical teddy bear. It has no beard. You know. Uh, I remember that. Wasn't that on like some? Hey, uh, uh, tac- yeah. Tactical baby gear is what it's called. Oh. Okay. Baby oh, someone! Oh, yeah. someone was actually selling this. That's like yeah, a, but yes, uh, my boy uh, Brody. Like he does, he does like the uh, he does like the Molly vest, baby carrier, and like the tactical like uh, diaper bag and all that. Definitely go check him out. Tacticalbabygear.com. He's on Instagram. He's big on Instagram. What's his? Uh, okay, hold on. Let me see. What's his IG? Check it out. Tactical baby gear. Tactical baby gear. Okay, hold on. Let me see. It is no. I mean, I, I like every time someone has a baby shower, it's like boom. I just I just go there and get them something. Tactical baby gear. Okay, here I'll run this in for the. Let me see. How can I should be able to just press the button. Boom! There we go. Tactical baby gear. I will follow. Um, follow them. Yeah. So if you know them, tell them that we're giving them a shout out right now. I'm looking for the bear on the IG. And then it's like twenty five bucks. I don't see the bear yet. You have to go to the website. Wait, hold on. Oh yeah, this is a lot of good work, man. Good doing. Oh, there's you actually. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I'm seeing like a dude with his baby and some. Tactical- no, and, oh, and, and Ken, you're gonna love this. He has uh, so on his personal page, mm-hmm. he actually just recently, about four or five months ago, bought an NSX. 
Oh, nice, nice. 90s. Yeah. I'm seeing all the baby stuff, but I don't see the bear yet. But yeah, cool. Cool. We should have him we should have him come on sometime. The good dude. I'll link you up with him. Yeah, he so did he get the uh new NSX or the old school one? No, he has like the old school nineties joint. Oh, that is the best one to get right yeah, there. I, I got a friend that got one that's like twin turbo, it's just oh. pushing like four hundred and fifty of the wheels. It's oh man, yeah. I always, always wanted one of those. Okay, I think I did find the uh here's the here's the bear right here. There's one example of the bear. So he did. So you could put patches on the on these bears, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that so you have your patch on there. That's what's going on. Yeah. Okay. You got both right there. Yeah. Um, the pants. This is a quote. <laughs> the pants says, "Dear Marilyn, I was brutally murdered and would like to apply for a concealed carry permit. Status denied. <laughs> yeah. No longer a citizen. Can't apply. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey Hank. So what's up with the R eight? Uh, which one? You got your R8, right? Yeah. Okay. So my original R8 that I had, which was like a, it was like a 2018. I don't have that anymore. Audi yeah, actually so. bought that. They actually bought that back from me because there was some, there was no, there was no like mechanical issues. There was some digital issues with the, with the cockpit, which was all like uh, digital. Everything was digital in there. And there was some issues with that. So they want it, make the long story short. I have to do a video about this. I have all the stuff to do the video. I just haven't, there's some <laughs> stuff I need to shoot to do the video and then edit it. But at this point, I have probably about 10 car videos that I haven't put up. But anyway, Audi bought that back for me. I had another Audi. I had an RS5 for a little while. And then one day I went over there and they had this really clean Gen 1 Audi, a 2015, and I bought that. So that's what I have now. Now I have an old school one that's all analog. So that's So what, how did they, nice. so how did they finance you if your RA got repoed? It didn't get repoed. They bought it back for me. Come on. Come on. I'm going to look up like four search and find out that you got repoed. You can, you can look it up. I mean, <laughs> there's no way I would have I would have another one if I, you know, it's financed by Audi and everything, man. I don't mess around. I don't mess around with the car stuff like that, man. You know, I have to have my ability to buy cars whenever I want to. You know, it's very important to me. Now, maybe my house payments or something like that, but. To be honest with you, I don't really have that, so, <laughs> you know, I don't have the, I would rather, I'm the kind of guy that would rather have a really nice car and live in a hovel, but I don't, I don't live in a hovel, I live in a, I live in a mobile home, but I, I own all my stuff, so. You know, with some advice that, like, I was a freshman and he was a senior in high school, mm -hmm. and I was like, man, I'm trying to get a nice car, blah, 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 you know, when I turned 16, he's like, bro, mm -hmm. worry about getting yourself an apartment, because mm -hmm. You, you could probably get a lot more girls having a nice car, but at the end of the day, you're going to be smashing them in your car because you can't take them to mommy's house at 17 years old. Get yourself yeah. a house. Get yourself an asset. So yeah. having a cool car is cool and all, but yeah. the mm -hmm. asset is where it's at. Yeah. I don't know what you think about that, Rolando. Smashing in a car is not actually tactically feasible. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the car. Yeah, it would have to be a big, yeah, true. It would have to be a really big, roomy car, which I never, I never got a big, roomy car when I was younger. So I don't know who out there. I guess this is why, like those big Cadillacs and everything, were so uh, popular back in the days, right? The, the, crown station, the station wagons. Yeah, exactly. Because you could do all that. But I mean, I've been. Let me see. I moved out on my own when I was eighteen. So that was always like, like I moved out from my parents when I was eighteen. Um, and yeah, that was my thing. I always had a car, 
and an, and an apartment, you know? So, and then when I was younger, you know, you couldn't have like a really, you know, it wasn't easy to have both, but I had like a decent car and then I had a decent apartment. And yes, all those dudes that were living with their parents, but had BMWs and all that, they couldn't have their girlfriends walking around in their Vicky secrets and all that like I could. So mm -hmm. I totally, I totally agree with you on that. And I, and I lived in New York City where, you know, people don't even do the car thing that often. Or they get their cars just so they could park them up. Yep. And that girl, Vicky, ain't got no secrets in New York either. Yeah. Um, flying. <laughs> <laughs> fly, wait, what did you just say? I missed that. What did you just say? That New York girl named Vicky ain't got no secrets either. Oh. <laughs> okay, I get it now. Okay, Flying Rich gave us a couple of bucks here. He says, Marco might be right. Hank and I were at the dealer. They would not talk to him about the R8. So. Told you. Unless you got a receipt. Yeah. I'm saying they got repoed. Flying Rich just likes to uh, cause problems. So that's, uh, you know, that's his favorite thing to do. Um, you know, I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm actually pretty popular at that dealership. I could go there and drive anything. You know how they put signs on stuff and they're like, don't touch <laughs> mm -hmm. on the high end stuff? Yeah, man. They got I, the picture up there. It's like, do not talk to this guy. He's been <laughs> No, they know me. They know me. You can ask Rich that. They know me, and they call me Hank Strange. And uh, quite a few of them are gun guys. So, you know, but hey, you know what I'm saying? It's how it is, man. I'm, I'm, I'm into the car thing. What kind of car do you have since you're having this car conversation? Let's do this now. Let's, uh, what do you have? You're in Maryland. What are you doing? You're doing public transportation or are you driving a car? I'm driving. I got I got a 2019 uh, Acura TLX. Okay. Nice. All right. That's respectable. That's respectable. Uh, what about you, Rolando? What you got? Uh, I have a Mustang EcoBoost 2016. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. I think Joe mentioned it before. Yeah, the wife was talking about the uh, Mustang, the EcoBoost. I, I meant to have a conversation with you about that. What's yep. up? You? Wh how come you didn't get the V8, man? I, I use it for work, man. So my company, my company reimburses me for fuel and I get, uh, like an allowance for that stuff. So I, I, I was a merciful and I got a, a compromise. I want something that gets right. good gas mileage, but you can still mess with. And I used to be in the Mazdas back mm -hmm. in the day. Mm -hmm. So I had a few Mazda speeds. So I was pretty intimately familiar with that 2.3 liter turbo, mm -hmm. uh, engine. So the, the EcoBoost Mustang is pretty similar to, uh, what my old Mazda Speeds used to have. And I used to have them chipped out and did all that good stuff. But with the Mustang, I just kind of, I got into guns and uh, now I just, I've got like 90,000 miles on that car already for, with work. Mm. So mm. COVID kind of spared it for now. So it's, uh, I use it pretty much as is, but it's mm -hmm. a stick shift. I've, I've never owned an automatic. No, so. that's cool. That's cool. Stick shift. But the eco diesels are pretty good. What's the, that's like 320 on the horsepower. Yeah, I think the new, I think in like 2018, they got like 340. Right. But mine is like three, I think 310, 320. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. Babyface has one. Babyface has yeah. the Eco Diesel one, but I think his might be a 2018. Yeah. So he might be in that. Uh, but it has a turbo, so you could, you know. Yeah. Race and they chip, get man. like, when you're just cruising, it gets like 31, 32 miles to the gallon. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's pretty fun. Guess what? If you want the race chip, I got one. I'll give you a good price on on a race chip. Do you know what that is? 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, that that'll boost up. That's what I had on my RS five. That was my, if you, that was my in between car, between uh, you, between R eight. If you stage one the Eco Boost, then they match like the V eights, like the stock V eights, pretty much. Uh, and then the V eights, you can push them to like crazy horsepower now. Yeah, you can probably get that up there. Shooting gallery, and he gave us five bucks here. He says, uh, "Gotta run. Just wanted to swing by and show some support. Have a great show." Great show. Clovertack says uh, he had. I see. Clovertack says he had a Cutlass, but it was a diesel. I never saw a diesel Cutlass. Hmm. Did you? Did anyone ever? What was that? What kind of Cutlass was that? I don't know. That that was that couldn't be a Cutlass Supreme. I don't know if they ever made those diesel, but yeah. I like the old school. I like old school cars. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the Buick Riviera. That was cool. I actually had a 92 Buick Riviera, but that's not the the old school one I'm talking about. I like the yeah. real, yeah, the real old school one. So, uh, Brian Quick says 89 to 93 Mustang 5.0 liter V8 came with 215 horsepower from factory, just for perspective. Yep. Yeah. A must, uh, Ford has that in lock right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there you go. Uh, is that TLX? Is that the? Is that a SUV, Marco? Let me see. I'm gonna no, have... that's like their full-size sedan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Acura TLX. I'm, I'm going to have to look this up here. Uh, I guess there's... Uh, is that like... Uh, is it a Type S? Nah. Nah. Oh, okay. That's the... Sp- you know, yeah, you're not into the sporty, the super sporty... Uh, I mean, like, I mean, like, if I do, it's not going to be an Acura TLX because whatever, like, sporty stuff they put on there, that's an extra seven grand in the price tag... Mm-hmm. isn't really sporty you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like like not for that car like if it was like a wrx then i'd definitely go for like the sti model mm-hmm. just because that'd be the smarter thing to do but i'm not going to get the sporty model for the you know for 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 an accurate tlx that i can't even get in stick i mean i, I heard pistol piece uh pr pistolero say that this is like mm-hmm. a, he, he always drives stick this is my first automatic car in like 20 years Ooh. Mm-hmm. So, wait, hold on a second. This, this is what? Yeah, how many cars in twenty years? This is my first automatic car. Oh, first, oh, first automatic. Oh, okay. My first car was an automatic. I had it for like two years, and then every car since then has been stick. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. My first car was stick. I like stick. Here's my thing. I think stick is great with smaller cars, personally. You know, but once the car gets bigger and heavier, I don't necessarily want it to be a stick. But I've had a I've had a lot of stick shifts, uh, you know, and I like this. Like I had a, a Honda S two thousand that was stick shift that was awesome. Lola, yeah. Lola uh, was would drive that too. You know, that was a, it was easy to shift and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But lots of power and fun. Uh, but then certain things I don't really need it to be stick necessarily. Although in the R eight. Um, in the first gen, they did make some stick shift ones. They had like a gated shifter. That's awesome. But those are actually yeah. highly sought after. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, let's see here. We got a couple of things. Someone wants me to say hi to them. So, uh, FS clan wants me to say hi to them. So there you go. Hi to you. How's it going? Yep. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Um, CloverTax says, uh, uh, here we go. 81 Cutlass with 5.7 diesel. Uh, it was an old company car. Cutlass with a diesel. That's interesting. 
Mm. Yeah. That's that's like old school. Old school gangster. There was a lot of old cutlasses and stuff like that when I was growing up in New York. I rock Z's. Lots of Mustangs. Yep. Lots of Mustangs out there. So, all right, cool. So let, let's get into this before we get too deep into the car thing here <laughs> and get lost in cars because I could talk about cars forever. What's mm-hmm. going on in Maryland? Like we're in Florida. What's going on in Maryland with the COVID-19 situation? You got riots and everything. The end of the world's upon us. Plus you got to deal with, you actually have to deal with more than just a Maryland politician. Politicians, lots of politicians from around the country up there in Maryland. So what's going on? Yeah, got a lot of tourists here. Yeah. You know, the weekenders. Um, it's been crazy, bro. I mean, like the whole protest thing has while this past weekend was ridiculous, like I, I know a couple of people that went down there. Um, mm-hmm. Our COVID situation was pretty bad, um, and it's that's what probably, I heard. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. probably getting worse now. I, I live mm-hmm. literally like two and a half miles from the border. Mm-hmm. It's it's right down Connecticut Avenue. Mm-hmm. I could take Georgia Avenue if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's longer, but um, it like you know we were pretty bad. Like, and it's funny because us in PG County, which are the two counties that border DC, mm-hmm. we are a week behind from our own state our state is just about to go into phase i, I think it went in phase two yesterday or tuesday mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're not in the phase two until the 15th wow okay if everything stays so the same prince, prince george's county was that the heaviest uh hit county in maryland yeah they were mm-hmm. they were actually slightly higher than us uh by mm-hmm. a few percentage points probably about 10 percent higher than us mm-hmm. um hmm. yeah they, they were really high they're actually higher than uh they were I believe DC had a higher rate, but PG had a higher all, overall number because they have a larger population. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're higher than any like Virginia counties as well. Okay. But um, everyone's holding their breath now because since everyone's out there protesting, it's mm-hmm. like you know, like everyone's expecting like the numbers to increase. I saw a post on somebody's IG. I can't remember who it was, but a lot of the DC National Guard, since they've been out there dealing with the protesters, they're coming back positive now. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, so I don't know. Swap them out for a different regiment or or a different city or state or whatever national guard, but a lot of them came down with it apparently. So did you um did you get COVID nineteen? Nah. Okay. No, I didn't. Did you know um, anyone who did? I know a couple people that got it. Uh, an old okay. coworker of mine got it. Mm-hmm. My my girlfriend's so my girlfriend's uncle mm-hmm. came to stay with her other aunt. Mm-hmm. And so they, they came visiting from El Salvador mm-hmm. and they were here and then they, you know, like people like and they're older, they're like 70. So they were coming here for like the two, three months to come yeah. and hang out. Not yeah. like, you know, the quick two week vacation or whatever. Yeah. Use up that visa, man, to the limit. Yeah. Yeah. So and like, I mean, like, I mean, like they had planned to go back because they had their own farm back there. Right. Yeah. But they're like, you know, a month into it, that's when COVID breaks out. And they're like, OK, I guess we'll be here for a little bit longer. I mean, like they can't do shit about our visas because we can't fucking fly out anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like they were staying here for a little bit longer. They by the second month, mm-hmm. that entire house caught it, and the oh, uncle wow. who came Sabro, he was a cancer survivor, so he was real high risk. Mm. They put him on the ventilator. They pulled the plug on the ventilator. He was gone the next day. Damn, man. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. So the, the funeral home did like a video conference funeral. Wow. It was wild. I think they said that once you're like the ventilator actually escalates everything. Well, it depends who you are, from what mm-hmm. I heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How you react to things. Yeah. But yeah, I know people that have gotten it. Mm-hmm. Um, couple of, like, yeah, and, and then, so the old co-worker of mine, she was a, she was a janitorial lady at one of the apartment complexes that I managed, mm-hmm. and it ended up being her whole house got it. Wow. 
Okay. Yeah, her, both her daughters, her her brother in law that lived with her, her husband, mm-hmm. like five or six people that got it. Yeah, and it was bad. That sucks. So when so when your girlfriend's family got got that thing, you were like, uh, you were cut off from the girlfriend. Then I'm assuming. No, because like she hadn't gone over there. The mother oh, okay. had actually gone over there. The so the week before they found out, mm-hmm. the mom had gone over there, and so the basically the mom got put in a quarantine for. My girlfriend's mom got put in quarantine for a couple of days, mm-hmm. and then she had to drive herself to uh, to FedEx Field, which is the Redskins football stadium. Mm-hmm. They got to swab her there. Mm-hmm. Um, was I got it like cohort. long lines and all that kind of stuff when she went there? Uh, I mean, like she said, like she got in and out pretty quick. Okay. Um, I, I know a couple people that have gone and do the test. Mm-hmm. I actually have a, a maintenance guy at one of my complexes here. I had to go cover him for a little bit um, or like find him coverage through another maintenance guy because uh, – He's been having stomach issues, and he's going to get an endoscopic thing done. You know, we put a little microscope or a little camera down like your throat. Mm-hmm. And they won't do that procedure until he goes get a COVID test. He has no symptoms, hasn't been exposed or anything. You know, he's good, but they still won't do their procedure until he goes gets a COVID test. Mm-hmm. So what they do is you basically call your doctor and say, hey, I, I either had lunch with somebody or – you know, I kiss somebody, whatever. I came in contact with somebody that has it. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor gives you a, uh, basically like kind of like a prescription, like basically email you like a PDF and it's like a single piece of paper mm-hmm. says your name and it has like a special code number or whatever. And then you call the, you call this 1-800 number and they'll tell you what times are available and how quick you can get it done. And you say, okay, I'll be there at 1120 and mm-hmm. it's pull, pull out. Like, like you're not there for a long time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, did you did you have a question here, Rolando? Oh, okay, looks sounds like you're muted. Um, all right, so in this. Oh no, I was just listening. Oh, okay, all right. So, um, in all of this stuff going on in Maryland, you guys probably did you have gun sales going up, or did Maryland stop gun sales? What's going on with uh, that side of it in Maryland? So Maryland did not stop gun sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest thing here in Maryland is Maryland has a seven-day wait period. Um, the Jeez. one thing I – mean, Just enough time for someone to track you down and yeah, take you out. Wow. Or, or if not, come repo your R8. You know what I'm saying? That's probably why yeah. you don't live here. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, exactly, man. You know, you got to come onto my but, property here. But it's wild because mm-hmm. like I've talked to – so it used to be five days I believe and now mm-hmm. – and, and before 2012 and now it's seven days if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But um, I've seen this happen twice now, you know, uh, with 2012, mm-hmm. as well as like you know, with the elections, you know, uh, you know, a couple other you know major events. Mm-hmm. And what happens is when you have a seven day wait period, you know, like shops end up selling their entire inventory in a matter of a week, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now what it is is because there's such a long wait period, you need to have enough safe space in your FFL location to be able to store said already purchased firearms or paid for firearms while the background check is going or mm-hmm. while you're you know doing your seven day wait period. Mm-hmm. So I I work very closely with the machine gun nest in Frederick, Maryland. That's that's my mm-hmm. that's my FFL that I, that I do a lot of work with. Okay. And like so I, I you know after hours I can walk behind the counter or whatever. Like I get the film back after hours. I go mm-hmm. I go into like the sunroom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just packed brim the brim and like they literally had to buy two more safes because they have to hold on to the guns for so long. Mm-hmm. It's not that they really need it because they it, they need it just because of the wait period. Yeah, yeah, oh so yeah. Wow. That's really been. And um, is it is it a real week or is it seven business days week? Mm-hmm. No, it's a full. Actually, so you're right. It's probably a five day wait period, seven days total. Okay. 
Yeah. I don't think it's down here in South Florida. I don't think you do Monday to Friday. I don't think it would be Monday to Monday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's how it is here in South Florida. It's five day waiting period instead of like three for the rest of the state, I think. Yeah. Or two. Yeah. Yeah. So how did all these uh, protests and uh, riots? uh, I'm not doing so much. I don't don't have. Tell my story. Okay, go ahead. All right. All right. Fine. (laughs) Let me tell you how I was personally impacted by all this. So, you know, like we all say, you know, well, I got my guns and blah, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. like always buy early, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, literally, I told you, like, towards the end of May is when I got my CCW permit, you know, approved. Mm -hmm. Now, becoming a new CCW, like, I have a. I have a G19, and whenever I go out of you know state or whatever, I carry that. Mm-hmm. It's big and it's bulky, and I'm always in basketball shorts. Mm-hmm. So, what was surprising to me turning into like a new CCW, or you know, as soon as you get the permit, what are you doing? You're going out there, you're like, I'm gonna get a smaller gun, and I'm gonna get me a holster, right? Okay. That I did not know good yeah. holsters take like six to eight weeks. To get, <laughs> like, well, you know, usually four to six, and not like they're more like six to eight. So I'm like, yeah, like I don't have a holster. I called my FFL, who if I call them for anything, like, you know, like, they got me like that. They're like, bam, I got one. I'll pull it for you. Like, come up here whenever. It's yours. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let me sign up. So I signed up for Glock uh, GSSF, Glock Shooting Sports Foundation. Mm-hmm. Did a little uh, three-year package with them. Got my blue label sent to me within a week. I called my FFL. I'm like, yo, I got my blue label. I want a 48 black on black with night sights, right? Mm-hmm. That was three weeks ago. Okay, and they still don't have the they don't have the inventory for it. like everything is sold <laughs> wow. out. So yeah. I'm waiting like six to eight weeks for for like these two holsters. The other firearm that I'm gonna get is a is a Ruger LCR and 38 Special because I want I want something pocketable because like I said I'm always in basketball shorts. Mm-hmm. So I ordered this fist leather holster from Brooklyn, New York. I've heard a lot of people talk like a lot of old heads talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that can just go from like you know clipping onto the waistband to just sliding in the pocket. Mm-hmm. But that hasn't been hard to get, so I'm just I'm I'm literally just waiting for the holsters and waiting for this blue label to come in because I I'm just carrying my 19 and it's annoying as hell in basketball sports. I think it's way too heavy. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, that's interesting. I never thought it would be that. T- I mean, there's things. There should be stores out there that you could get like a. You know, entry level Kydex. You know, maybe not the best Kydex. I mean, I could, but that's not what I want. And I'm one mm-hmm. of those firm believers. Is like I'd rather wait mm-hmm. than to end up with like I the, like this. I, I I watch too much YouTube, and mm-hmm. I refuse to be that guy that has a bucket of holsters. Yeah, I Lola said, "Why didn't you go to Harry's holster and use the code Hank Strange to get ten percent off? Why didn't you do that?" That's what Lola says. Oh, I didn't know. See, yeah. I, see, one I didn't. I thought that. you. I thought you listened to the show, man. I do. I do. But I, I never thought about holsters because I never thought I'd be able to carry it. I honestly didn't like once they denied my permit. I didn't think I was going to get it. Through. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. And then once that thing came through, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. But you and I see what I don't understand about what you're saying is you're in Maryland and, you know, things are extra. You got you got to, you know, be strategic there. It's not like you're in Florida like us, you know. You can I always was, get I, something. I was just totally caught off. I mean, I was just totally caught off guard. I was like, "Oh, it's a holster." And the worst part is, I'm left-handed, so mm-hmm. none of my so none of the holsters like that I would want are quick mm-hmm. ships. Mm-hmm. Like they're all, you know, what I'm saying like everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh left-handed, like four to eight yeah. weeks. So Why like, didn't you see like if anyone had them used or something like that, man? You want you want to buy a used sweaty holster? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, okay, if if you're getting leather, 
I understand. Which really, it's. I not... should just buy a flashlight and put that on my head. How about that? Leather is. Mo- Did you say a flashlight or a flashlight? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what you sound like. Getting someone else's sweaty used Kydex. <laughs> no, listen. First of all, Kydex. Come on, man. You could throw Kydex in the friggin' in the washing machine or something like that. Well, It'll be fine. Come on, you. Use some alcohol or something on it. It'll be fine. Come on. There has to be people out there. Okay, Rolando, you ever got a used holster or you're only the new stuff? Only the new awesome. You're muted. You're still muted. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I always, uh, I've always just gotten the new stuff. Yeah. Okay. So. I'll, I'll, I'll get a used gun. I'm not going to wear anything new. When you wear my yeah, I'm left-handed too, so I always get it custom as well. Yeah, but a lot of I, I can tell you right now, I have a bunch of holsters which I've barely like. I might have used this one once or twice. So there's there's a lot of stuff like that out there. If you're in a rush, man, what was the gun? A G38? No, uh, uh, G48. G48, sorry, G48. I mean, and that's the other thing is honestly, like, I'm not even mad because I, I, the, the gun isn't even here. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. not, it's not, it's not even available anywhere. I've called okay. other shops. Mm-hmm. I can't get it anywhere. So until it comes in the stock, I'm just sitting here waiting, and then I gotta wait another week anyway. So okay, and you're are you at the same time? Are you leather over Kydex? So you do both. What's your what's your? Uh... Well, once again, you know what I'm saying. Like this is like only like my second week carrying. I've been carrying mm-hmm. this one. I, I have this Nate Square tactical one that I don't like. I mean, mm-hmm. do I rock it because it's so soft and it does clip on from basketball mm-hmm. shorts easily? But um, I honestly, I, I honestly can't even answer that question because I, do, I, I don't have the experience of daily carrying like that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I only, I've only, I've only really had two holsters. I do have a Kydex one that's outside the waistband, but that that thing is for like it comes with. A, that's a surefire light holster as well, so it's a massive holster. Mm-hmm. I need to look up the Glock 48 and see how big that is. That doesn't really it's, sound like a... It's like a Slim 19. Okay, why didn't you go for like the 43X or something like that? Because it's a little too snappy in the palm. The, the, the 48 is perfect. It's, it's okay. you know... Yeah, but you uh, sounded like you wanted something small, lightweight, you could throw in the in your basketball shorts or whatever. Yeah, but so that's what I got the... the that's what I'm getting the Ruger uh, LCR for. The LCR, okay, all right. Yeah, so I get the LCR for like that for basketball shorts, and then the 48 will be like in jeans and not like mm. not more. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Oh, and the one thing I did find out about the 48. All right, so the 48 holds nine or ten in the mag. I can't remember. Ten. Is it ten? Ten in the mag. Yeah. Yeah. It holds yeah nine I or haven't 10. gotten up on these Glocks yet, so I'm not super. What is it? Is it ten? Yeah, because that's and that's a whole different magazine. Yeah. yeah. So it's a yeah, proprietary it's magazine. Tank. And um, the cool thing about it, though, is so like we all know that the polymer magazines are polymer infused metal. Mm-hmm. So there's a metal lining and the, and, the, and, the, and the polymer just like drips over it, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody showed me this 40, a, a mag for a Glock 48 that has no polymer. It is strictly metal. And because it's strictly metal, it's a lot thinner of a, of a wall around the actual mag mm-hmm. because it's a thinner wall around the mag. You can actually get 15 rounds into it, not just the 10 or 9. Oh, okay. that was so. And that's I'm, out right now. That's out right now. I can't remember the company that did it, and it's not a Glock brand mag either. It's somebody, I'm sure I'm somebody in the chat has to know because I know. Yes, yeah, there you go. Shield Arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, sounds about right. Yeah, because a lot of guys have been talking about it. Yeah. Oh, motorboat. It, cha- it, okay. it changed everyone's mind on like having a 43x. Everybody's like, oh, exactly, yeah, because because now like you literally have a slim 19 mm-hmm. that has 19 capacity. Oh, okay. So because of that, a lot of people are getting the 48 
instead of the forty three X. You're saying? Yep. Yep. Okay. Or e- either either one because they they both yeah. have ten rounds. Right. Because yeah. So. Because the 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 forty three X and the forty eight use the same magazine. Yeah, it's just one's got so, the longer barrel. The forty-eight's yeah. got the longer barrel. Right. So you could you could technically get the forty-three X with the regular magazine and then have that as your backup or whatever you mm-hmm. want to do. Okay. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of people ch- uh, chiming in with Shield Arms. Jed Miller says Shield Arms. Uh, the Arms Men says G forty-eight holds ten, but if you get the Shield Arms, all metal and fifteen rounds. So there you go. Um, and American Freedom Outdoors says the 48 is a single stack Glock 19. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the 48. I mean, like every time, like you know, like go to Shot Show or some type of other event that Glock is at, mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm so happy with it. Like I shoot mm-hmm. the best with it. The 43 just a little too snappy in the palm. Just the longer palm grip gives me a little bit of better control mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. I just like the 48. Okay. Yeah. Right. Understood. I mean, like, re- really, right now, what I'm carrying is um, is a 43. But I've been looking into some different things. You know, um, I'm even looking at Walther. You know, I might look. At, I might look at a. Um, I might look at a, a Glock. I just wanted to see like what else is different out there. So I've been looking at a couple different things that are out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my boy who hit me up during like this whole thing. You know, like. Literally, oh, so in Maryland, like you have to have a license to own a gun. Mm-hmm. So as soon as the pandemic hit, he, he hit me up. He's like, "Yo, how do I get my license?" I put him through the paces. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Thirty thirty days later, he, you know, mm-hmm. about actually about forty days later, he got his license. He's like, "All right, what do I buy?" I'm like, "Well, what do you want?" He's like, "I refuse to buy a Glock." I was like, "Okay." So I started. <laughs> why? Suggesting. What's his what, why? What is the reason for that? Because he's like, it's like buying the Honda Civic. Everyone and their mother has it. It's a contrarian thing, yeah. just wanted to be different. True. Okay, I understand that. Right, right. I was like, all right, well, you get a Beretta. He's like, no, those are too big. I was like, you get a Beretta PX4 Storm Compact. That joint's kind of tight looking. So that ended up being his first one. The 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 PX4 Storm Compact? Yeah, Compact. Okay. Because it's got a rotating barrel. That shit is super accurate. Mm -hmm. He just likes the differences. Like, he doesn't want to have, like, five different Glocks. Mm-hmm. So I told him that the PPQ is probably my favorite trigger right out the box. He literally just picked that up this week, and now and now he keeps you know for other stuff. He's like, yeah. oh, like like I don't like building AR and all this other stuff. So yeah. oh, he's all in now. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, and I'm like, bro, like I'm like, all right, well, it's two to three grand, and it's gonna take you a year and just buy like one part every month, and then you'll have a complete rifle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw. Speaking of this, and I'm just gonna mention this purely for selfish reasons because Walther sponsors us obviously <laughs> we've got to shout them out but i did yeah. see in the firearm blog that uh york county sheriff selects walther ppq m2 nine millimeter pistol so there you go york county pennsylvania sheriff's office nice. has selected the ppq m2 nine millimeter i have the navy which is actually pretty cool and um, right now i'm actually I, putting a pps through its paces to be like my next carry gun i really want a ppq the ergos are like sec. I love them. Yeah, They're really comfortable. You know the funny thing. So the funny thing about Walther, like as long as I've been doing this, my friends have always had Walther, especially guys. So I've had some friends that carry them, but a lot of people they were like the alternative for a competition, right? So some people competed with Glocks, obviously, and then some people competed with uh, like your high level nineteen elevens, and uh, and then the VP nines came along from HK. But I also saw people that like to compete with uh, with the Walthers, and they were always ergonomic. Er- ergonomic, but I just never, um, 
I never got deep into it, but I think there's they definitely feel like better in the hands. Looks mm-hmm. like they've put you know some kind of effort into into that whole situation. So you know, kudos there, kudos there. And then you know, right now, every single thing that Walther, all the Walther stuff, you can do that. It, uh, what is it? Buy it, shoot it, love uh, it. Yeah, like try, try the yeah, buy try, it. try and yeah, buy it. Yeah, it's like before it was just the PPQ line. Now it's the whole line. It's everything that they that they do. So, um, I think that's uh, that's a that's a pretty interesting thing. So. Um, let's see. Night Train says, I already have two Berettas, but I'm checking out the Beretta 92X. I don't know if, uh, um, and Wield and Well-Armed says, I have the Wolfler PPQ Q4 with an Apex trigger. Nice. Uh, what do you, what do you carry, Rolando? What's your, like, favorite? Uh, my regular, like, I guess, big nine millimeter, I guess, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. full-size pistol. I have a Canic TP9 SF Elite. Okay. So I've got holsters for that one. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously being in Florida uh, and in my kind of line of work, sometimes you, you never know where you're going to, where you're going to carry. Mm-hmm. And if it's a place where you're, you're not hundred <laughs> percent sure you're, you're going to be allowed to carry right away. Mm-hmm. So I have a 380 um, uh, Ruger LCP2 as well that I carry. So I go between those. Oh, cool. And then, and then if I'm actually, out and about, like if I were to go to like a park or something like that, I go with like a PCC actually in like a bag. Okay. I've been I've been known to do that since in Florida, it's a concealed weapon permit, not a concealed pistol or anything like that. As long as we can hide it, we're allowed to carry it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, for sure, I understand that. What's mm-hmm. uh? That's what, what... I'm trying to get ready. That's why I'm trying to get ready for winter carry because for winter carry, my big ass North Face, I'm gonna have me a Drago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's how. <laughs> Okay, you know why I'm laughing? Because I, I don't think that's a joke coming from you. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I know it's not a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. I know and that you're so, you're so dead serious about that. I'm like, okay, Marco, seriously. Yeah. You're going to be rocking that Draco. <laughs> yeah. I could just yeah. see you yeah. in the music yeah. video style shootout, man. I could just see it. Like you're going to have on some Jordans, <laughs> some shorts, a big, <laughs> what is it? What's the, what is it? North Face? Big North Face jacket. You're gonna oh, look like Anthony. you're gonna look like something out of the Boondocks. Yeah. <laughs> and then and, and I'm gonna get real mad. Like once I scuff up my Jordans or like someone gets oh, blown. Oh god. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Please do. Okay. Listen. I'm not knocking the Draco whatsoever. Okay. I'm not knocking it. But listen. Come on now. How about the AKV? How about that? How about the AKV, man? No, because that's a rifle. I can't carry that. There's a pistol. Oh, there's a pistol. A, yeah, there's a pistol yeah. AKV. The nine millimeter joint? I'm not doing yeah. that. No, no, I'm there. No. <laughs> he wants to pierce to the. He wants to pierce to level three. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So, so Rolando, what do you think? What's your uh, PCC pistol caliber carbine? What's your? Uh, I've got. Uh, well, when I shoot steel, which I I haven't done since before COVID, I actually have a Caltech. Um, S sub two thousand. Uh, sub two thousand. Yeah, and I've got like all the M carbo parts on it. Oh, cool. Um, so it's it, it's pretty sweet. I like it. The trigger's really nice on it. Mm-hmm. But um, my usual is uh, it's I don't know if you can see it on the camera. It's on the seat behind me with the Puerto Rican flag. It's a street mm-hmm. bug. 
So Grand oh, Power Street. Oh, oh nice, so nice. That's why I'm waiting for Safety Harbor. I want those Glock mags so I can switch them out with my Keltec. Yeah, Walter, what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. Because those uh, those Street Bog mags without the metal lips, if you keep them loaded long term, mm-hmm. uh, I know Eric from Iraq Veterans said mm-hmm. they crack, and I noticed it too in my in my OG magazine because mm-hmm. I bought them before. Mm-hmm. As soon as I found out about the Street Bog, like uh, right when they switched from the first importer. Mm-hmm. I forgot who's doing it now, uh, who's importing them in Florida now. Oh, when Walter, they switched. Walter would know this. I don't know if he's in yeah. the chat. Yeah, or someone, the someone in the imp- chat knows this. Yeah, the original importer had the 20-round magazines, so mm-hmm. right when they switched to that other company in Florida, when they started getting the 30s, that's when I bought mine. Mm-hmm. So I, I kept one magazine loaded for like EDC all the time, and I usually rotate like you know, every three to six months, but I noticed that the Streebog mags, since they don't have metal feed lips, they those mm-hmm. they can crack after a while. Yeah, so that's I think, the one. That's the one knock I have on the gun. But besides that, the gun is awesome. It's just the mags. Yeah, it's the same person that's bringing that in. The people who are bringing in the Zenith. Uh, that, I forgot uh, what else they bring in. I don't think so. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Oh uh, no, there's some other gun that they're bringing in though. Wait, is it? What's what's the name of that? Um, not Buckmark. What's the? There was some other thing that I mean. I, okay, I can't remember. I know Walter would know this question. I think I, because I think I heard what it is before, but it's not in the front of my brain. Marco, what's your what pistol caliber carbines do you like? Or you're not even into them since you're all, you know. Uh, honestly, all of my carbines like they're all two two three five five six or or if not seven six two by thirty nine. I really don't don't have a pistol carbine. I guess. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't, you're just gonna be that guy. I don't, but huh? I don't know why I don't. It's just because I guess I look at it this way. Because I know, like, if I were to get one, the money that would cost me to get all the Gucci parts that I want on it, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to dump that into a pistol caliber carbine. Even though I still want a pistol caliber carbine. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the build would cost me too much for me to justify it, and then I'd rather just not do it. Mm-hmm. I do want to build a little like 22 charger that'll mm-hmm. take down 22 chargers. Yeah, those are cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I have I have like the original takedown 1022, mm-hmm. and I I put like remember the old classic Butler Creek folding stock. I ended up hacking that in half and putting that on that thing. But now that thing is just huge compared to a charger <laughs> and that, stuff like that. Like yeah. why not? So I got one of those too. Yeah. What what you have? Which what the takedown charger? The, no, the 10 uh, 1022 takedown. 1022 takedown. Yeah. Yeah, and I switched. Uh, I put the Magpul stock on it, the uh, X22 Hunter with the little compartment for the magazines. Yeah, uh, and I put the um, the uh, the sights on it. Yeah, 1022s are so cool. By the way, if you guys, um, I don't know if you all look at Franklin Armory, which they also sponsor the show here, right? Franklin Armory posted this picture on their thing. And uh, on Instagram, on IG, did anyone see that? Do you know what this picture means right here? No, uh, go see. look at go look at Franklin Armory here. Let me see. I'll pull up their IG right now, actually, so I could run that in for people. Are you talking about the ten twenty two picture? Which picture am I looking at? Yeah, the ten twenty two. Mm-hmm. The ten twenty two picture yeah. on there. Oh, they're gonna put a binary for the ten twenty two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's on there, and the caption says "soon." What? Yeah. What? So, so. <laughs> soon soon but not for you or me soon. <laughs> not our soon i don't know i don't know you know but just imagine so imagine that trigger on a 1022 takedown charger 
That'd be dope. Yeah. Yep. Can you? So wait. So in Maryland, you can't have binaries, right? Nope. We got the same. Nope. That shit went through like super quick. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Florida has some kind of rule of some sort. That yeah. They had it after Parkland. It was. Uh, yeah. Any binary trigger, trigger accelerators, and you know whatever other term mm-hmm. that they use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Supposedly. Supposedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Flor- I don't know, man. In Florida, we got to overturn all that nonsense. So, um, you know yeah, what I to. wish? I I wish Geisy would have made like a ten twenty two trigger. That would have been just like a I good, have... just like a good trigger, or because there's no, there's like, some good uh, triggers out there for the ten twenty two. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah, there's also uh, there's a couple good ones and there's a couple bad ones, and the and the good ones tend to be like. You know, the ones that don't even look like 1022, they look more like Olympic rifles now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? By the time you yeah. get to those type of triggers, mm-hmm. like you're talking four or five hundred for a trigger. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I mean, like, I, I honestly haven't seen too many. Other, I'm just I'm just a Geisley mm-hmm. slut. I'm sorry. I love anything. <laughs> <Geisley. laughs> so yeah. Geisley makes good stuff, man. Geisley makes good stuff. Kathleen Music Lover says, who's the stuff bear? That's Marco from Gun Channels. He is I, and I am him. Yeah, there you go. The pimp with the iron grin. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll show you guys. Go to – here, let's find your – your. Uh, first of all, let's do this. Let's show Let's show Puerto Rican Pistolero first. Let's give Puerto Rican Pistolero some love. You guys will Thank see. You, you guys will see why. There's Puerto Rican Pistolero. Go follow on there. Oh, ironically, from this one, I wasn't following you, man, but I just smashed the follow button. <laughs> so go, go to uh, – I'm just I'm just following Latina locked and loaded, so it's and, okay. <laughs> and then gun channels. Hey, everybody hey, needs question. to follow like, is her. Our pistolero, or is, it, or is it spelled out like? Uh, uh, it's yeah, it's spelled out. It's all spelled you out. Puerto Rican pistolero. There you go. Yeah, and then go to gun channels. You'll see the same G like you see on the bear. Yes. And the last thing that he put up is uh, I don't know who this dude is, but he's shooting oh. something. He's shooting a full auto Glock. It looks like. Yeah, that was the um, what's his name? Um, recovered- uh, CW Gunworks. He's he's out of Florida okay. too. He does a lot of like okay. custom AK work. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't met him, but I've talked to him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's real cool, with Hollow Sun as well. But um, he does a lot of custom AK work. So if you like, for example, like if you get an AK that was, or, or I don't know, like for example, you know, like if you get a mm-hmm. Draco mm-hmm. and it doesn't have the trunnion in the rear to put on like a stock. He's really good at like you know okay. uh, busting out the rivets, putting in the right trunnion, like really cool like clean metal work, like conversions of AKs. Right. You need to get some pin and welded because you because you because uh, you want a shorter barrel. He does a lot of work like that, specifically with AKs mostly. I mean, he does a lot of other cool stuff too. Yeah. So sorry to interrupt you, but I'm playing this video on the thing with uh, some guy taking a taking a full auto Glock out of a bag and shooting oh, yeah, it, um, and his face is all blurred out. Yeah, that's my fat, ugly self. <laughs> Looks like the Baird game has uh, has uh, climbed up during this uh, COVID nineteen oh, situation, bro. Like, yo, like, <laughs> the Baird game is lie. strong, man. <laughs> no, bro, it it was pretty bad. So the worst part is like, damn. All right, well, I'm gonna eventually show my face, and I'll talk about that. When? Later, but what then. is the deal with the face? Why? Why are you hiding the face? Probably about thirty days. Probably about thirty days. I got a game plan. I'll reveal it. But um, so what's funny is my uh-huh. beard, like when it gets too long, like really long, uh-huh. I get like that long looping like Santa Claus, like Santa Claus curl, you know, like <laughs> big loopy curl. So it's like a short curl or whatever. It's like the big, like it, it's not white like Santa Claus, but it's the big looping curl. And it was pissing my girl off so much. Like, bro, like, 
Yeah. Oh my God. Was she was so like, bad. Uh, is my boyfriend a billy goat? What the hell is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I was finally able to get a haircut on Monday and I felt yeah. like uh, an imposter was in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. You look like you got, yeah, that's right, man. You look like you got a haircut too. That's why you're not rocking a hat. I was like, what is going on with. Yeah, exactly. I know, I know everybody loved the Mandalorian hat, but I was, I was ready to, uh, yeah, to start riding free again. Yeah. So y'all being so so like Hank knows you like you know like my hair is always short and like buzz cut with a number two clip basically is yep. what I go for on top and um literally right now I have a classic New York blowout like it is out there oh mine was like coming like a Jufro I was getting curls and stuff and Joe was just like yeah the, I love I love long hair but the time has come like, this is kind of ridiculous <laughs> woke so, up so, one day and she was like yeah this is too much so you could I was like fight. I thought you loved it. You couldn't find a barbershop on the on the DL man during this whole thing. What was the? I really I really don't want to at this point. I'm just letting it grow. Oh, see. So the cool so, mm -hmm. so the cool thing. So all right. So I was an undergrad. So I went. I started college late. Mm -hmm. I went to college when I was 25. Okay. And in 2012, uh, in 2012, it was like my second to last year or something like that. I can't remember. My junior year, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm in college. It's time for a stupid haircut, right? And I grew up watching way too much like wrestling on Saturday mornings, right? <laughs> I was a big wrestling fan as a kid, mm -hmm. so I've always wanted like a real mullet. You know what I'm saying? Like a real. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, what? I'm college. I was like, so like, every, like everyone's cutting their hair into a mullet. Like, no, I did this in 2012. I had a, I had a long. I, I stopped shaving at that time too. I grew my beard for like 16 months. Like I had a long beard, long hair before it was even cool, right? So I'm a trendsetter out here, and um, I had I, I had this beard going. I had the mullet going, uh -huh. and my best friend is gonna marry my cousin, right? Mm -hmm. And like, and I, I don't get along with this cousin at all. I find her snarky and everything. Okay. And I was I, I was the best man in the wedding. And I was gonna cut it before the wedding because I was like, all right, it's my cousin's wedding. Let me just be the bigger person. Da da da. da. Mm -hmm. She said a really smart remark to another younger cousin of mine that I took the heart. I'm not gonna say what it was. But it bothered me so much that she did it. I showed up at the wedding in my mullet. I'm in every fucking picture of her <laughs> wedding with this luscious mullet. Like it's like 12 inch beard okay. coming down. So if you guys want to know what Marco looks like, go check out some Chilean wedding. When did this happen? Oh, no. It's probably oh, no. on Facebook. There's probably pictures on Facebook. No, there probably is. There probably is. You will find me on Facebook. Though. I got off Facebook like as soon as my mom got on Facebook. I'm off there. Oh. Yeah. When your parents are on Facebook, it's no good. Yeah. 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 So what about you, Rolando? You could have, there was no, I'm sure in Miami, there were people still cutting hair during this whole thing. I'm sure there were, but I was kind of writing it out because for a long time, Joe liked the really long hair. Like she doesn't mm -hmm. like it when I get it initially mm -hmm. cut. Mm -hmm. Usually two weeks from now is when she finds it perfect. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of going for it. And, you know, sometimes you just do it like, okay, let's see how, mm -hmm. how long it takes before you stop liking the long hair. Mm -hmm. So I did that. And then finally, uh, you know, cause South Florida was entered, you know, the phases like a week or two later than the rest of Florida. Yeah. So finally the, the, the lady who's been cutting my hair for like 15 years or something, she finally, uh, her shop opened back up. So you know, uh, I gave her a call and I had to wait a few days because they were booked up and I finally got in. OK, so and I had some time during lunch. But yeah. man, I was I was so happy to have it have it done. Oh, let's see. What is this you're showing mm. off? Show that again. Oh. You don't know what that is, Hank. It's yeah. like a cognac. Yeah, I have no, no idea. I, no way. 
It has some kind of old school soldier on a horse on it kind of thing. I don't know if that's like George Washington well, or freaking. Uh, actually, like you know, would probably know what this is. Lola. What's up? No, Peggy. Peggy would know what this is. Oh, oh, that's from Louisiana. No. Oh. But I heard Peggy's uh, uh, Peggy's a, uh, a bourbon drinker. Oh, mm. okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know anything about that. The people in the chat will know. Let us know when you know what it is. This is all right. Matter of fact, this is John Wick's bourbon. How about them apples? John Wick. Okay. Yeah, whenever mm. he's bourbon, and this is what he drinks. And and this that that bottle was in the movies. Yeah. Oh. Step your game up, homie. Brian Quick says Blanton's. Correct, my friend. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that at all. No clue on that. I've never seen that thing before. Whatever it is. <laughs> okay, interesting. Interesting. So it's good, huh? Is it expensive? Really? Put it this: if you can find it in a store at retail, it's about sixty bucks, fifty-five bucks. Mm. If you find it in a store and that's like their last one, and it's like a mom and pop store, mm -hmm. I've seen it jacked up to like two fifty. Wow. You could probably find it online for like anywhere between like 150 and 300. It's kind of like like it's one of those things, kind of like a pair of Jordans, where it's like if you find it at the right store, they'll sell it to you at retail. You find it at the wrong store, you're gonna pay like through the nose for it, and everything else on the street is like double or more, like 150 to 200 dollars, easy. Yeah. Shout out to Gorillas and Guns. I see Gorillas and Guns out there. Um, and Lola says you can go ahead and ship that to me, Marco. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, Hang don't drink. She tries to get me drunk every now and then so she can take advantage of me. I was about to say, like, she probably <laughs> wanted to get you that. <laughs> I guess she finds I'm more controllable. <laughs> Something like that, you know. When, Because, uh, I mean, that could just be a wine cooler for me. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but, yeah, a wine cooler can get me, uh, like, tipsy as hell. So <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. It's a weird thing. You I'm would think, like, being a big guy, I would have like the the weight on my side, but not really. No, I've I've seen I've seen skinny like my friends in college. I had this one friend that she's this skinny Asian girl from mm -hmm. Laos. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe knows her, and she could just drink dude huge dudes under the table, mm -hmm. and and it was just crazy. So I've seen it. I'm I'm pretty. I guess I would say I'm above average, but mm -hmm. I don't I don't really get. I I rarely have I gotten like blacked out or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So usually I stop just because it's like this isn't. It's like I'm getting tired right now. Yeah, I never never in my life have I ever um, like got drunk and thrown up or anything like that. That's never mm -hmm. happened to me. So I don't know if that's like a rite of passage for people. Marco, you probably did that like when you were five What's years old. What's the next topic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now. We haven't even gotten to Seattle yet, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely. We didn't uh, we didn't get to Seattle. I'm guessing there was no. Was there any big rioting going on in Maryland? So not so much in Maryland, but in okay. D.C. Like, mm -hmm. so you got to. So, like, the way I count this is you got to remember day one of the riots was really just Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Day mm -hmm. two and day three, day four, that's when you saw other cities start showing up. So, mm -hmm. technically for me, day one was the first day when they rioted in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Day two is when you really started seeing in other cities. Mm -hmm. uh, and that got pretty bad. Um, they did destroy a couple of, uh, you know, stores. And what's funny was, um, well, it's not really funny, but mm -hmm. like you could tell, like it, it was purposefully done or thought out because. Mm -hmm. So 
A lot of this is, man. I think if if not most, if not all of it. But yep. no, but, but I'm saying by the opportunist, where it's like, okay, there's a march there. Let me go fill into this march, and I'm gonna go break into the Gucci store in Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you know what I'm saying? Like no one like. Charlie so I remember Morris. seeing memes and stuff like that. Like hey, like I personally believe that if your grievance was with the government, mm-hmm. go go break the windows of a police station or a post office or a government building because that's who mm-hmm. your grievance is with. Mm-hmm. It's yep. with the government. It's yeah. not with the Gucci store. Or I find it like, ironic that no one went after Capitol Hill, like really went after them, or they exactly. Well, you know. so rumors because because the because the uh, the Lincoln Memorial is closed mm-hmm. and no one's seen it for a while. But rumors has that they spray painted all over it. They chipped it like like right on the skull. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a couple rumors of that floating around. I, I know they well, said the so, national the National Guard was mostly defending the like the war memorials, even though obviously they didn't. The World War II memorial got vandalized, so. But that's what they say they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were tra- uh, protecting the Capitol and all that stuff, too. It's just they, the protesters didn't focus there, so they didn't even bother. Mm-hmm. Maybe they thought it was too much heat. Mm-hmm. There was this... Yeah. Uh, I, can't I think say. someone was, is uh, demanding to see you. I think Kathleen Music Lover is, is saying... She's either saying Common on now, which I don't know if that's... She's talking about Common, the rapper, or she's saying, come on now, we need to see him. So. Give me about thirty days, Kathleen. I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah, but no, like, like, right. you know, like it was. So I follow this one local comedian, mm-hmm. and like you know, he did a little skit, and he was like, "Dear protesters and rioters, if you're gonna destroy anything, please break any speed trap cameras that you see, because I got eight hundred dollars this month in speed uh, tickets." Please destroy the speed trap cameras. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was funny because, like I said, like at the end of the day, if your grievance is with the government, why are you attacking private businesses? Why are you attacking like like foot lockers and, yep. you know, stuff that like that, does, you know, what I'm saying that like it, it's material things that don't deliver your message. Mm-hmm. But I do like how at least the organizers or whatever, like that died out pretty quick. It did last a, a couple of days. Now, other cities like Seattle, like they obviously have like the little takeover center or whatever. Yep. But D.C. after like after day four, third day in D.C. of protest, mm-hmm. I'd say like it calmed down and it, and it really became more about the protest because I think a lot of people started realizing that the nation's eyes after Minneapolis are really on us because it's, it's we're protesting our our. our our federal politicians mm-hmm. on a level. Yeah. So let's say if people are looking for a sign that we've gone too far, which I personally would say we've seen lots of signs, right? But a definite a definite one would be uh, what's happening right here. Seattle law enforcement experts urge police to take back Chaz before it's too late. Um, so law enforcement officials are ur- urging the Seattle Police Department to retake control of the East Precinct after hundreds of demonstrators overtook Monday the six-block area that surrounds it. Officers effectively abandoned the area during violent clashes with demonstrators calling to defund the police. Uh, demonstrators have since set up Occupy in the... Um, uh, occupancy, excuse me, in the section of downtown Seattle and have renamed it Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, Chaz. That's where that mm-hmm. comes from. Here's a picture of it. Um, there's a police precinct within within this. It can't continue like that. Jim Fuda, a law enforcement expert and the director of law enforcement services for Crime Stoppers, which works with SPD, told Como News. 
Uh, some action is going to have to be taken. Is there federal laws broken? Does the FBI need to come in? But at some point, arrests and these people um, are going to have to be removed if they don't move. Uh, I can get deeper into this here. I'm sure lots of people have heard about this. What do you guys think about this? Um, Marco, you can go first if you want. Um, I kind of walked away the whole time that Hank was talking. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll pick it up and then you can pick yeah. it up after me. Oh, then. you're drinking, <laughs> of course. That's that's what. So, uh, well, Seattle has a long history in Portland. To Portland, they tried to set up their little own autonomous zone to right after this, but mm. that one kind of failed. So Seattle is kind of like a failed city, if you know a lot about it, because mm -hmm. their their city council is extremely far left. So this is extreme far left fighting against even further far left. So almost like anarchist left. And I think even one of the city council members is supposedly running a lot of the stuff in the background, kind of let people infiltrate stuff. I know that in their town hall. Um, they had it locked up, but somebody let all the protesters in. They kind of took over town hall and started protesting inside. So they've always kind of had this chaos and they kind of let it go. So it, it's this weird thing where as an American, even even the pro Second Amendment person where you don't want government overreach, your first instinct is, oh, you can't let people take over cities. This is ridiculous. But then at the same time, it's like they're eating themselves alive. Like mm -hmm. they voted for this. They're making all these demands. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you saw the list of the demands that they made. And it's like these are the same demands that probably their own politicians support, like all these uh, all these issues. So I don't know what they what they're trying to achieve here. Yeah. At least locally, other than they're they're having a fun game like, hey, we took over part of the city. Check it out. Now we can do it and and have our fun like leftist utopia fun game over here and behave like Antifa. And yeah, and it's not a big part of the city. It's a small part of the city relatively. And what's interesting yeah. is I see the media is reporting, oh, there's nothing going on here. It's just people like hanging out, dancing in the streets, uh, you know, free food and stuff like that, having a barbecue or something. But I know there are reports of, of the, the businesses in the area because they basically, these guys set up their own security, which I think is manned by Antifa. And mm -hmm. um, and and so they are making the this Antifa security wing wing nuts, whatever they are, they are making those businesses pay them protection money. You know, this is there's a precinct inside of this and these guys can't do anything. They've barricaded up. I mean, even if they decide to do something now, they have to roll through these barricades, roll through that. There's there's. There's citizens who probably didn't want, you know, this to happen. I'm sure there's people who maybe are down with it, you know, and then the people that have businesses there now, um, you know, are being strong armed. What the hell? You know, this is like a practice. We're seeing a lot of this, I think, go on around the country where they're basically making these little experiments to see what they can get away with. Yep. Right. And then, of course, it's happening in places where um, the the local government is allowing it to happen. Yep. You know. But then the same. All right. So I mean, like, so my point of view on this is kind of piggyback on what Pistol uh, on what PR Pistoletto said, what which is, are you surprised that these are the that, that it happened there? No, because if you look at all the major Antifa like you know video clips or whatever the major uprisings that they've had in the past it's usually in the pacific north northwest is where mm -hmm. you see mm -hmm. as far as what they go really crazy mm -hmm. then you're also talking about uh you know like as far as them taking over 
and them being in like a four block radius, yeah, they take it over. Well, what can you do? You shut off the water probably first, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. then if you're also talking about Pacific Northwesterners, who's the type of person that could probably live without running water the longest? It's yeah. probably a Pacific Northwesterner. These are like really outdoorsy <laughs> yeah. people. You know what I'm but there's so there, there's I mean there's a this is basically like terrorists. I I know that Guns and Gear put up something about this, right? Um, that I was listening to earlier, myself and Lola. But here, let me run this in. This is, here you go, This the, the, the headline here of this picture that you're seeing, a volunteer works security at an entrance to the so-called Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone on June 10th in Seattle. You know, um, if I go back and play the video here, let me see if I could scrub forward in this video. You actually see... Um, you actually see these people pushing up the barricades and all that kind of stuff. Okay, I can't get it yep. to play right now. Um, I'll try to get it played while we're while we're talking here. Well, I know um, they're they're supposedly within like two days. Supposedly, there's this guy who's like a local rapper named Roz, who mm-hmm. kind of strong armed everybody, and he and his and I guess his crew have guns. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of like taken over de facto leadership. People mm-hmm. are like saying that he's a warlord or something. Mm-hmm. And he even went up to some guys were tagging on one of the buildings. And he's like, oh, yo, you can't tag on the building. They're like, why? Like, this is we took over this place. And he's like, no, the business owners being nice to us, you can't do that. So it's almost funny because they're anarchists, but then they're trying to protect property rights like the police do. Yeah. <laughs> so let me. So what do you guys think would happen if some pro 2A people did this? Oh my gosh! They would well. They'd be demonized right away. They'd be called white supremacists. First of all, that's mm-hmm. the first thing that would probably happen. Mm-hmm. Um, then even I, I think the demand from the media would be so strong to do to have like an armed response that I don't even know how Trump would respond to it because so far he likes to talk a big game, but he's been pretty like federalist when it comes to a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I know people. Or like, oh, he could he needs to force these states to get out of lockdowns. Mm-hmm. I can't really do it if he's being constitutional. Yeah. So he's actually been a lot less strong armed than people think. He talks like I'm gonna come down with a hammer, but then at the end of the day they're like, uh, Constitution, you can't really do that. And he's like, Well, whatever, man. Yeah. So I actually don't know what he would do, but I definitely know the media and the left yeah. would go crazy. So Gorillas and Guns says, and last night they beat up a graffiti artist. That Raz guy yeah. said he was the police here now. Um yeah. So basically, inside of America, we're allowing people to just take over territory. We're allowing warlords or whatever you want to call it. We're allowing that to happen. And the government said that in America, you also have a law for, for squatter rights. Mm-hmm. America mm-hmm. was built on squatter rights, basically. Mm-hmm. You really want to get technical. Yeah, but so, I mean, don't you think this is a really dangerous precedent to set here? I think, you know? put like this, and, 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 Yes, I think it's dangerous, and mm-hmm. one I don't know how it could end simply because, again, what Pistolero, uh, you know, PR Pistolero said, which is, you know, all the stuff that their local government is now for, which is, you know, less police involvement, mm-hmm. less violent tactics. You cannot get these people out unless you actually like, I don't mean storm it like guns mm-hmm. a blazing, but you're gonna have to like systematically clear those four blocks mm-hmm. and gonna have to put hands on people and right now for the police to do that is not a good look and the longer you wait the harder it's gonna get so i don't have the right answer and the right answer the longer it takes to come the harder it's gonna be for everybody i believe that yeah and it's almost like some people including people in our government 
are pushing this narrative. They want to see what we could do here. Can we can we push all of America into a state of emergency? It's weird, mm-hmm. right? COVID-19 pushes us into a state of emergency. We shut everything down. And now we have some other stuff being set up when, I mean, I always tell people this, you don't really want any of this. You don't really no. want this in America. But obviously there's some people that do want this. Yeah. Well, and I said, and, and you see even some, this is why, you know, I told Joe, Joe's been pretty active, you know, throughout all of this. I, I didn't post for like a week because I was kind of thinking, you know, you had a lot of guys like uh, Kevin Dixie and, and, and guys like him that really uh, can articulate what's going on mm-hmm. better than what, better than I can. So I kind of sat back, but I started looking at the bigger picture of, there's just too many things going on. And, and you know me, I go down the rabbit hole a lot, mm-hmm. but there's just too many things going on right now. And there's too many bad actors taking advantage of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, the, the risk here, what's going on with Chaz too, is you have a lot of people that are giving them money. They're donating them money to keep, you know, if, they, if they're paying the utilities and they get enough people that live there to give them water, let them use showers and stuff, they can work there. Now, obviously... It's an urban area, so it's not like they can farm or anything mm-hmm. like that. So it's an unsustainable situation. But if the government doesn't like create a roadblock, there's going to be crazy rich leftists that are going to be attracted to this, and they're going to spend their money to supply these people with food after a while, the longer it takes. Mm-hmm. And you also bring the risk of – I don't want to compare it to like terrorism in the Middle East, but – once you started like the war in Iraq, it attracted every jihadist in the area from all, every country there. Mm-hmm. So you had guys from every country just like, we can fight Americans, we're going to go there and we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So here it might be like Antifa took over this one place. Now every crazy leftist might be like, this is where we're going to hang out. This mm-hmm. is going to be our headquarters from now on. Mm-hmm. So that's the risk that you run into. Yeah, uh, I, with that, I think like I've that. said this before. I'll say it again. Um, this country right now doesn't have any leaders. Mm-hmm. There's no leaders operating inside of America right now, right? And there's people trying to light a fire. Yeah. Okay? So obviously we have stuff going on. We have bad things that happen that we all agree on. This is a bad thing to happen. You know, we have the COVID-19 situation affecting the planet, right? Uh, including here, everyone here in America. Then you have this. And then you, you allow you allow this particular thing to happen. It's only a matter of time before not only those guys start escalating that or other people start um, taking over different zones. <laughs> okay? You can very easily, very quickly have people start setting up zones on all sides. Like for yep. me, I'm not really like, I, here's how I look at everything. I see it from my perspective. The, the thing that comes first is me then Lola, then my kids. That's what I think about, right? Everything, everything spreads out from there in terms of who but I think still about. You first, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know why? Because if I go down, I can't fight for my family. Exactly. So you have to have that level of selfishness. But it's the it, because I've got to make sure I'm paying attention to what's happening. But yes, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I, someone has to decide that they're the leader of something. And then they have to be looking at everything. So for me, I think about security from that point of view. Like, hey, I've got to make sure I'm taking care of me and my family. And then that goes out in a cone, right? But there's going to be lots of people on lots of different sides going, okay, we're going to jump into this. We're going to take this place. And then we're going to take that place. We're going to take this place. We're going to take that place. What's the end game here? What are the actual leaders? What are they waiting for? What are they hoping for? 
Are they hoping we could get to a point where they could push a button, then we're in a permanent state of emergency, and then it's like, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, whether you like it or not. Um, I see Night Train saying, uh, I predict this is all a prelude to what's really going to happen in November. You know, let's just imagine for a second a situation where Trump still wins in November and then all these people lose their minds. Yeah. Right. Because reality of what Americans are thinking, we don't want Joe Biden and we don't we don't we don't want America to go in this direction. Trump wins. These guys lose their minds and decide to challenge that. That didn't happen last time. But we're setting up a situation where this could possibly happen. You know, once we go there, man, once we go there, it becomes a different world that we all live in. Yeah. What, what I'm really afraid of and what we've been seeing is that um, you're seeing a lot of censorship now. You're seeing like a destruction of history. Um, you're seeing uh, a lot of th- intimidation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really what what really bothers us. You know, I know Johanna has been seeing that she she interacts with a lot of people on a daily basis more than I do mm-hmm. uh, in her industry. So she sees it and it really like concerns her. You know, even yesterday she was talking with some her somebody that she knew. Do you hear about what's going on in Seattle? No, I didn't even know about that. They're talking about, uh, you know, more protests and how, you know, the president is racist or something like that or how COVID-19 is doesn't affect you uh, if you're in a protest. But if you hang out in a group with a group of friends, oh, no, that's terrible. You can't do that. Or if you go to church, you can't do that either. You're going to spread COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So. It's just inevitable that I think either direction it goes, people are going to be pissed off because I don't see how people on, I guess we'll call it the right, um, like good law abiding people. Like, let's say the people that they're they're typically conservative. Um, they listened to all the covid-19 rules. They wore the mask. They believed all that. They closed down their business. They lost a lot of money. But they said, you know what, I'm going to do this for the good of the country, because that's what the president mentioned, and that's what the news is saying. So I'm going to do it for for the greater good or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they see all the data come back and the who going back and saying, well, maybe asymptomatic spread wasn't a big deal. So, well, then why do we have the lockdowns? Uh, oh, but you can protest, uh, but you can't go to church, even though your church has like 50 people and this protest has like 20,000. And I think even those people are going to reach a point where they go crazy and they go out and riot. If if uh, if, you know, the left were to win and say there's a second wave, we're going to shut down again. And just and just just think about this right now. It's only really the left getting all crazy. I don't have any problem with the people that are protesting what happened to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. You know, Mm -hmm. there's been other issues. I don't have any problem with that. Right. I mean, us as gun guys, we protest things. Yeah. You know, but really right now what we see happening out there, I don't think it's just Antifa. We probably have people from different sides yeah. trying to agitate this thing. Um, but, you know, the people in our camps that we're in, which gun guys, right, pro Second Amendment, uh, people that believe in the Constitution, you know, uh, libertarians, <laughs> whatever, wherever you might see yourself, if you're looking at this. And you've been looking at us, you know, we're probably somewhere in a bucket, right? Yep. We're not actually doing anything yet. We're not even in it yet. But if you think about all this, this is the freaking prelude to the Hunger Games. Yep. (laughs) Well, I I found something and I posted it the other day. Uh, It was something that 
the Soviet Union used during the Cold War, and it really caught my eye because they mentioned that they used memes, which obviously memes are more popular now than ever. But like, obviously, the KGB tried to recruit people to be spies and infiltrate the government and the military. Mm -hmm. But they also tried to infiltrate like the arts and obviously the education system, which mm -hmm. I would say they were successful. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that they tried to promote were I've got this list. It says, see if this all sounds familiar to you. If you guys have listened to some of the things that BLM or Antifa or the left has said. There's no truth, only competing agendas. All Western and American claims to moral superiority over communism and fascism are, are completely invalid because of uh, Western racism and colonialism. There's no objective standards with which you can judge one culture to be better than the other. And anybody who claims that one culture can be better is an oppressor. The prosperity of the West is built on exploitation of the third world. Uh, crime is... Uh, the fault of society and not individuals. The poor are victims and the criminals are victims and only victims are virtuous. And But if you're rich, you can gain virtue by identifying with the poor. If you're a virtuous person, violence and war are never justified. It's always better to be a victim than to fight. But if you're oppressed, you're allowed to use violence. And when you're confronted with terror, the only moral course for a Westerner is to apologize for past sins, understand uh, the point of view of the terrorist or whoever has their grievance and make concessions. Mm -hmm. So that that was basically straight out of the KGB. And that sounds like a lot of what Antifa does and a lot of left pushes that everything is invalid in the U.S. Yeah, it sounds so. like a playbook that these guys are playing from. Marco, do you want to jump in on this or yeah. are you? Are you yeah, no. Um, so mm -hmm. like so like one of the things is, you know, that, that we talked about pre-shows, you know, like that we always say, it's like, so what do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? And I, I told Hank that I wanted to talk about some of the quotes that I've seen mm -hmm. that have yes. stuck with me out of this. And, and I'm guessing that's where mm -hmm. PR Pistoletto, you know, like probably pulled that one up and glad, yep. he, glad he did. But um, mm -hmm. one of the ones, and, and, and I can't remember if, if, if you read this Sean King quote, and, yeah. and I know I, I know it's got repeated on there. It's stop generically telling us to vote in response to all the police brutality we have right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, we should vote, but we have to be very specific. Democrats from top to bottom are running the cities with the worst police brutality in America right now. We voted for them. Mm -hmm. So, yes, like when you read the meme, it it might resonate with you. Like this was mm -hmm. actually sent to me from a very so that's friend. that's a quote from Sean King, the guy that was part of uh, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter. Is that who you're talking about? I believe, yeah, he's mm -hmm. he's like the super light skin dude. That yeah, uh, yeah, either super light skin or not even he's, black he's, at he's all. White. Yeah, he, he's he's white. <laughs> However you, yeah, whatever you it want to like, identify so it, as. It was it was sent to me from a super super liberal. I'm talking about like a Bernie supporter, like mm -hmm. you know, left friend of mine, mm -hmm. and like he sent it to me. So my whole thing is, I keep sending it to him back like once a week. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. just because, yes, you read the meme, and yes, the quote resonated. I haven't seen anyone read that out loud on CNN. And I, and, and like, so usually, like, in times like this, I like to watch CNN and MSNBC because I want to see what they're saying. I don't mm -hmm. care about what Fox is saying right now. Mm -hmm. I care about what MSNBC and, C and, and CNN are saying because those are going to be the more influential channels to, to the greater public. Mm -hmm. None of them have quoted this guy on that. None of them have even brought up this fact whatsoever. So at least with that particular friend, I'm just trying to keep that quote that he sent me that he thought resonated with him mm -hmm. in his mind consistently. And on election day, I will send it to him like 50 times. So that's what, what you have yeah, to encourage the seeds, man. That's what yeah. you have to do. When, when people figure it out their own, that's more powerful than persuading them yeah. sometimes. So here, here's my thing. Like, 
that I think about all of this, you know, um, we have to ask ourselves, like, exactly where are we going here, right? I'm not, I don't really want to be a conspiracy theorist. I don't want to be doom and gloom. But if you're looking at, a, if you're looking at what's happening in America right now, and you realize that there's no leaders, there are leaders, but they're sitting on the fence. So there's, so there's technically no leaders here. Everyone's sitting back. You have to ask yourself what you really want. Like, I get it why people are upset about George Floyd, and that's definitely something that we need to actually handle. But what are we doing right now? What is the purpose of this? If we're trying to erase the American ideal, the reason why my family came here, you guys, you know, I I don't think, I think we're all from different countries, you know, although, like, I think you've said this before, Rolando, you know, Puerto Rico is part of America. Yeah. Technically. <laughs> yeah, but we, we, we treat ourselves as like our own thing. It's like yeah. Texas on uh, Yeah, it's on not steroids. it's not a state. It's not a state <laughs> yeah. at this point. Right. Exactly. So um and we can get into that whole debate at some other mm-hmm. time. But why did our families, why did we come here? We came here because of the ideal of America. It doesn't have to yeah. be perfect, but if we erase that, then we might as well be living anywhere else in the world. Exactly. You know, we might as well be living in, in a third world country on the brink of war. But once people really if like our leaders have to decide if they really want to push this over the line like that, because once you go to a certain part of this, you can't take it back. Mm-hmm. OK, once once other that like I'm not saying we're there now, but once we get other people engaged in this, there's actually no going back. No. You know. And it's very yeah, dangerous. This is almost this is almost like deliberate to me. You shut it, down oh, you is. shut down the whole planet, including America, over the flu. Okay, maybe an extremely virulent form of the flu, but a, a form of the flu that's taken out a hundred thousand people in a country with three hundred and seventy million. Mm-hmm. Right? So yep. you shut down everything. You put hospitals on the brink. Hospitals. The one time when you want the hospitals up and running and dealing with everyone, you go, no, nah, don't take any patients. You don't wait to see how many patients go in and all that. You shut it down. You do all these other things to economically kill businesses. And then behind that, you have this. Right? If someone doesn't step up to lead at some point, we, we, we're going to go too far. And once we go there... There is no more what your job is. It's like I, I've always said to people, what would you do if the president got on TV right now and said, guess what? Aliens are real. They're our overlords. Are you going Are you going to work tomorrow? Mm-hmm. So just yeah. think about that. If all of a sudden people we, – we don't need everyone in America to, to realize that. It really doesn't take that many people to say, you know what? Oh, I think we crossed that line. Then mm-hmm. we're in a completely we're in a completely different place, you know. All right. Well, just because you said the the simple fact of the numbers, I'm gonna give you guys my second quote that's really stuck with me. Okay. And you can be on either side of the argument, mm-hmm. and it has perspective, mm-hmm. no matter what side of the argument you're on, and it's probably gonna make a few people mad. Mm-hmm. But the quote goes: If a small percentage of looting rioters discredits an entire movement, then what does a small percentage of bad cops do? Mm-hmm. Say that again. Let me hear it again. If a small percentage of looting rioters discredits an entire movement, mm-hmm. then what does a small percentage of bad cops do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that one. Who is the yin and the yang? It's yeah. like it's, you have a few number of bad protesters slash mm-hmm. rioters. Mm-hmm. Now, 
yes, was it, it we're on what day 14? Only four days were probably really riots. Mm-hmm. Um, did they mess up a lot of property? Yes. Was it a hundred th- people out of 10,000? Yes. I, I think, I think the biggest issue that people had, I think every, most people would agree with that. I think the line that was crossed was when you heard, like, let's say in my own experience, my own wife ran into a, uh, a coworker of hers that told her a lot of people abuse the quote from uh, from Martin Luther King saying that uh, rioting is the is the I believe the voice of the, of the unheard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, kind of took that's part of an entire speech that he wrote. So you mm-hmm. need to take the entire context of that. But she said something very profound to my wife, and it was ironic that, you know, we're both Hispanic, and obviously her parents immigrated to the United States and went through a lot of difficulty to get here. He's like, well, people like you, this was coming from another Hispanic, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, need to feel uncomfortable because not not everybody in this country gets to live with privilege or with, you know, you know, having nice things or things like that. And I heard one of the city council members from Minnesota say the same thing mm-hmm. when a CNN reporter asked her, well, what happens if somebody's breaking into your house, you want to call the police and you've defunded the police? And she didn't answer, the city councilwoman didn't answer the question. She said the same thing. Well, there are people that are experiencing this d- discomfort right now. So basically it's the so- whole socialism. We all need to have collective misery together. Mm-hmm. It's not good enough that America is the first country that has a, that well had a middle class that was like 70% of the population. It's no, no, if it's not 100% of the population that are with prosperity, then 100% have to suffer. That's mm-hmm. pretty much how the left works. Yeah. So that's that sounds like a, that sounds that like a communist so, manifesto right there. Yeah. So I would agree with that, except for they, they, you know, they, they basically condoned it. And there were a lot of people in the riots that said, well, it's okay that they did that. They have to do it because, you know, they lack the privilege to, you know, have physical, you know, that's how they level the playing field. Sure. So I was I was mm-hmm. I agreed with that until I heard the media and people saying that. Then I was like, no, I don't buy that anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, and, and then also, I mean, if we if we take a look at the at other places on this planet, we can go to places on this planet that are run by Latinos yeah. The majority of the population are Latinos. The people who run everything are Latinos. The politicians, the police, the military, all Latinos. And we could find places worse than America. Mm-hmm. Okay? We can go to places on this planet where everyone is black. Same, same thing like what I just said. And we can find places that are worse than America. Okay? So <laughs> we could do that with Asian. Uh, to be honest with you, we could do that if you want to go. If you want to go all the way there, we could do that with with people who are white. Whatever the definition of that is, right? So this is the reason why I think it's very dangerous to start flushing what America is supposed to be down the drain because these things are happening. It's very dangerous to do that. It's not to say that there's not things going. Of course, there's things going on. But then we can't act at the same time like things aren't going. It's like so I I saw stuff on the news about people in Nigeria where I lived. I lived in Nigeria. No one could tell me about it. Right. I lived there and I saw people over there protesting this George Floyd thing. Okay. yesterday I, I saw something in the news that the Boko Haram, which are Nigerians, killed 800 people in Nigeria, which are Nigerians. These are all Africans killing Africans. 
But yet, when this thing was going on, because it's cool all around the world now, we're all one small planet, everyone's like, oh yeah, Black Lives Matter. Up until, uh, until that, you know, a black person decides to kill a black person. You know, th- that... This quick question. Quick, go ahead. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Did, uh, did we ever get our girls back from Boko Haram? Because I still don't know if we did. Which girl? That, like, that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, were, yeah, like, they kidnapped the school girls. Yeah, that's a constant ongoing situation. So sometimes they but get them back. that's what I'm trying to say yeah. is, that, is that that was like a flash in the pan. Now, not to discredit George mm-hmm. Floyd, that, but it, like it is one life. It is, mm-hmm. it, it is a systemic problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, what was it? Like 200 girls went missing and we don't even know if we got them back. Like, like no one knows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we, we didn't get some of them back. We got some of them back. They keep going after these guys. Boko Haram. Boko Haram was around in Nigeria when I lived there as a kid. Um, you know, these guys are going around and burning down entire villages because of what their uh, religious beliefs are. But we could find we could find Latino uh, countries in, on this planet where the same thing's happening, that oh, it's run yeah. by, by gangs and, and all this kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. We could find that. So, oh, yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, is that there's nowhere that's perfect and America is definitely not perfect. But if we all of a sudden, like, we are different, we stand out from the rest of the world. Yep. Okay, I'm not just trying, I'm not like, you know, I'm not randomly saying that to you guys. I was, bo- well, I was born in a third world country and I've lived in a few countries around the planet and I've yep. been there. I'm, I'm not just saying this. If we flush it down the toilet, we are never getting it back. I was going to say that, yeah, as somebody who's lived in different countries, too, and traveled, I think that's the problem. A lot of Americans don't realize how good it is, and they can't – they've been taught that you can't accept – it's like – I use the extreme example of, okay, if Adolf Hitler's in front of you and he tells you, don't touch the stove, it's on, it's going to burn you, just because it's Adolf Hitler, are you going to be like, I can see that it's hot, I'm still going to do it because you're Hitler and I and I hate you so much that even though you're giving me a definitive fact, I refuse to listen to it. And that's the problem. That's kind of where we're at, where one, one it, it, the sides have become so, especially one side, the left especially, has just become so extreme that they don't want to negotiate. They've taught you that everything is wrong and it's almost become like a cult. You know, the, the fringe elements of the left are cultish mm-hmm. because it really is almost like a religion. If you say the wrong thing, that's like a sin. Then you have to repent. You have to repudiate everything. You have to apologize and and embarrass yourself in front of everybody, mm-hmm. whether that's chanting in front of a crowd, washing people's feet like we've seen or you lose your job. You know, some, mm-hmm. you know, and any one of those things, there's there's different levels of sin and different uh, kind of uh, uh, atonements that you can have, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and what we do and what we're doing in some cases is making the situation worse because we're not dealing with it. And 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 even by sending some people on the ground, people can very easily pretend they're one thing because, oh, I see what's going on and pretend I'm this and then go do something else. You know, we have to be wary of that. We have to like we really actually need things to be done in order to move forward. You know, um, this is one of the reasons why, like, I support Marge Teray, right? You know, he's yeah. got that thing, solutionaries. Marge is trying to be a balanced person and actually deal with stuff <laughs> and, and, and work on things and make it better instead of just, you know, um, 
just throwing symbols out there, and that's what everything is about. I see uh, Carcane is saying to me, uh, Hank, what do you think about Democratic leaders wearing the colors of African slavers? Do you think they actually knew the context, or was it just absent-minded pandering? Um, so what I personally think about that is in their mind, they thought that was Kente cloth, right? Yes. Kente cloth. It was like Ashanti from yeah. the Ashanti tribe, I think. Yeah, Kente cloth has to do with Ghana. Ashanti tribe mm-hmm. is one of them. Lola, that's Lola's people. Um, mm-hmm. Technically, those are my people, right? Because when I did my genetic tests, that's the Af- my African side is Nigerian and Ghanaian, which is the same thing. Because if mm-hmm. we go back in time, when... The, when the slave trade was going on, a lot of people believe that some white, a couple of white guys like pulled up to the shores of Africa, West Africa, and just kidnapped all these Africans into slavery. And that's not the reality of what happened. At that time, they rolled up on the kingdom of Ghana. That was Nigeria, where Ghana is. That was a massive chunk of West Africa, what it is today. Okay, and the very wealthy people there, this was their cloth, the Kente cloth, right? So me personally, when I, when I, Lola and I have this conversation all the time, that means something to her from her people, right? But to me, which we're the kind of the same people coming from different perspectives, it doesn't mean that. To me, mm-hmm. it's a symbolization of these people who sold their own brothers and sisters into slavery. And I'm the descendants of that. And when I run into issues with with Africans, people from West Africa specifically, when they get mad at you, the first thing they tell you is you're the garbage that we threw away. I've dealt with this many times. I've even dealt with this from my wife's family. So, you know, this is how complicated it is. And I don't think those people knew that. And I don't think they understood that. They just probably saw that Kente cloth, like meaning Kwanzaa or some shit, just an imaginary made up religion. What's that, Marco? So, so, uh, but... I don't think it's that. Ign- I don't think it was that. Uh, I guess uh, uninformed ignorance, because you do need to realize that even though what we see in the image is yes, majority white representatives or some, I guess it was House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. was a couple African American ones, like the person For right sure. off to the side yep. of, of Pelosi. Yeah, the black, rep- the black caucus. Uh, Eleanor Holmes Norton, which is our DC representative. Right. Yeah. You know, and and I'm pretty sure I've seen her in like. Wearing a daishiki, like like I'm not gonna question like what her African heritage is or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure because I've seen her for 90 percent of my life on the news being a DC representative. Yeah, um, she wears those those tribal garbs or like patterns or whatever you want to call them. I don't mean to be uh, incorrect or rude, mm-hmm. but um, there were African American representatives around them that also know that also wore the kente cloth. So. Um, if we're going to say shame on them, then I have to see shame, even bigger shame on the African-American representatives that one weren't educated enough on themselves before they should have educated someone else that they did this big, uh, you know, talk but, about. A but, here, but here's the here's the here's the crux of this, Marco. Here's the crux of this that no one wants to understand. Like a rule is true no matter the environment that it's in. Right. Mm-hmm. So if this is a rule, if it's true, it's true no matter what situation you put it into, right? That's like physics or something. <laughs> so here's the problem. I don't think – I think for the, for the black folks on that side of it, they don't understand either. Yeah. But Or also they have a perspective. For some of them, they see this, oh, this is this African uh, textile that represents wealth, right? 
And and so they just see it as that, and it's like some Wakanda stuff. I know for a fact yeah. a lot of black people in America were upset about that. But it's the, we could put this in the same light that we can put uh, the Confederate flag, for example, right? To some people that represents a bad thing. To some people that represents a good thing. Who's mm-hmm. who's wrong or who's right? It, it depends on perspective, right? Yeah. So I think that's the same thing with that. But once we start opening up things for debate, this is where we wind up. So if we say that, no, the Confederate flag is bad, you can't have, you can't do this, then I could say as the descendant of slaves that, no, I don't like that, can't take off. That represents something bad for me. Someone else, another African-American, which I don't consider myself to be African-American, that's BS, (laughs) my personal Mm -hmm. opinion. Like, I'm an American, I'm a black man, but someone else could say, no, that represents kings. And queens or whatever to me. Okay. But right now we're living in a world where we have that happening where people are like, hey, let's not tear down these statues. Let's not get rid of this thing. Let's not get rid of that thing. And they're like, no, this represents slavery. End of story. Yeah. So I could say that same thing for that kente cloth if I want to. Mm -hmm. But are you, is that rule going to be true when it comes to that? You know? No, no. It won't be because they want to destroy America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ultimately, I so think once again, so once again, I'm I'm going to repeat the quote that I said, mm-hmm. which was earlier. If a small percentage of looting rioters discredits an entire movement, mm-hmm. then what does a small percentage of small cops do? Mm-hmm. There was only maybe about 12 representatives out of what the 300, 500 that we have in Congress. Mm-hmm. Do not them hijack it. Don't get the more you get mad about, it, the more attention you're giving them. Yeah, and, you know, I'm I saying, think like, honestly, like keep it moving. Like, yes, and, like, make fun of them when you can, but if you maintain this in mm-hmm. the news, yeah. then you maintain them in the news. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's... For sure. Don't let the... But do you, like, do, you know why, uh, do you know why that became a big thing in the news, though? So, I remember when it happened and I saw it. You guys could tell me when you saw that. Actually, yeah. let me do that. When you saw it, Rolando, when you saw these guys doing the, with the Kente cloth scarves and kneeling down... You know, what did you think? What was your like? I just want to know your raw reaction to it. Oh, it's just it was pandering, a hundred percent pandering. That's what I thought. Right. Okay, yeah. Marco. What, but but I, I'm not going to get upset. I didn't get like it was par for the course for me. It's like this is what I expect from them. Right. Okay, Marco. When you saw it, what did you think? To me, it made me think of like, you know, like so. <laughs> uh, no, just tell us, man. We're not going to no judgment. Huh? <laughs> I have this analogy like that I apply to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's like when you get that one, uh, you know, uh, person that went to like El Salvador for a semester in college and then you come back and they're like a Spanish teacher mm-hmm. and they want to hold like, Spanish conversations <laughs> with you now because they think they're fluent in Spanish. Yeah. It's like someone told them that this was African <laughs> culture and like, OK, yeah. this is like the moment that we do this. in. Right. Like, I don't want to say it's pandering. It was it was almost like culture vulturing kind yeah. of. It's like. Yeah, it's, it's like when someone goes to Jamaica reason. and all of a sudden they got beads or something like that. Or, yeah. Exactly, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Beads like, in their like, hair. Like, you know yeah. what I'm like, like, just because you ate a Jamaican beef patty, don't come to me like saying <laughs> Yama. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, so when I, when Lola and myself, when we saw that, that's what I said. I was like, Lola, look at these people wearing your, your people's kente cloth. What the hell? What's up with that? Mm-hmm. I wasn't mad. Like, me explaining this to you guys, I, I'm just showing something. And the reason why that thing became a story is not because of how I feel about it. The reason why it became a thing is because a lot of black people who are um, 
let's say like entertainers and people and athletes and all that kind of stuff who are on the liberal side when they saw that they were mad there's actually mm -hmm. a, a video out there i think from um there are African people that were mad too. Yes, they're Africans. From, yeah, in Africa, yeah. Yeah, but there's a video from John Legend or something like a, a, a spoof, a meme video that they did a long time ago with this Kente cloth where they, they, it was a whole song, a music video where they're like, yeah, just show how African, you know, fake African you are by putting Kente cloth on everything. Put Kente cloth on your rims, put Kente cloth on this, put Kente cloth on that, and then make it African. I wouldn't, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Eleanor Holmes' note. Eleanor Holmes Norton's idea, because mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I've seen her wear this Kente cloth for mm -hmm. years, mm -hmm. and she probably presented the idea. Yeah. Not and it's fine. Like, if, like, when what I'm saying to you, it doesn't make me, like, I'm not, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. It's just funny to mm -hmm. me, and it's funny to everyone, because it's like that, okay, if, did you ever see V from, V for Vendetta? Yeah. I've seen Cliff, so I haven't seen the Oh, man, Marco, come on now. Oh, man. What's wrong with <laughs> you, man? Have you seen Blood In, Blood Out? <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Well, don't talk to a Latino about what movies you watch. <laughs> okay. All right. Touche. Touche. You got to see V for Vendetta, though, because there was a part of that movie when the media was trying to lie to the people. And the people and it was showing the people's reaction. And they were like, come on, we don't believe this. And I think that when those guys did that. That was the reaction that even people on the left had, is what I'm trying to say to you. Like, yep. what's up with these guys? It's the same thing with, like, Trump going out there with the Bible in front of the church. What the hell was that about? Mm -hmm. Well, all right. So, all right. So, I can and, – and this is where I draw the line because mm -hmm. I took – you got to realize, like, I live in D.C., so I know people that, that, mm -hmm. that have gotten tear gassed over the last – like, you know, like in the first couple of days or whatever that were peacefully protesting. Mm -hmm. I know people got tear gassed that night. Mm -hmm. Um and that I hit, and that I've been hit with rubber bullets. Mm -hmm. uh, I can I can equate it to him as goofy as it looks as him holding the Bible. Mm -hmm. I cannot equate the two actions because they those representatives did not clear the room with rubber bullets and tear grass to be able to take that picture. Mm -hmm. That's where I draw the line because I actually know a couple of people that got really badly injured that particular day. So. Mm -hmm. Yes, the actual act and the optics of the act, yes. Mm -hmm. But the actions took up leading up to the act, they are not too So you're saying black. the Trump one was worse. Is that it, okay. it was because of the actions that it took to get to that photo mm -hmm. op. The mm -hmm. photo op itself are just as bad. Mm -hmm. That's I, I agree with you on that aspect. Mm -hmm. The actual pulling up of the Bible versus, you know, the Kente cloth and the kneeling, same exact thing. But what it they didn't have to, you know, rubber bullet or clear anybody out to be able to take that picture. Yeah, they did. Let me. And that's and that's where I draw a clear comparison. I think between the two uh, perspectives. Yeah, I, I I can rock and roll with that, man. I, I think the problem going on with Trump. Listen, I voted for Trump and there's things that I support him on. I don't believe in dogma, so I'm not going to follow anyone dogmatically into anything. Like I told you guys before, I always have you have to start with yourself. Right. And you have to, tr you know, you have to try as much as you can to not lie to yourself. Um I just think that really Trump is the kind of New Yorker that, you know, the fake it till you make it kind of New Yorker, right? That's a lot of talk mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But the action of it is not truly there, you know, because... Typical New Yorker. Yeah, because here's the way I see it. I could never be president, right? I wasn't born in America, so... Uh, I'm, Trump might be Dominican. Huh? <laughs> Trump might be Dominican. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Why? I, okay. You know 
what's the what's the thing? Trump was born in the Dominican yeah, Republic. You can now. never trust the, uh, a Dominican. One one they talk way too fast, and that's on purpose. <laughs> and don't ever let Dominican fix your car because oh boy, it's not gonna work. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, shots getting fired here. But so here's my thing. I think like for me. This is how I imagine it. And let's let's go down this path for a second. I invite everyone in the chat and all that kind of stuff, along with smashing the thumbs up, to tell us how you would do this, right? So I'm going to ask this. Or I'm going to say this first, and I'm going to let you guys tell me. If I was a president of America, I would lead wherever – this is how, my, how I would do it. Wherever there's a problem, I need to actually be there, okay? Wherever there's a problem, I need to actually be there. Now, obviously, we got states – and the states have rights and all that kind of stuff. But when something is out of control, this is why you are the leader of the country. If people are looking for the whole country, so let's say Florida is in trouble, and but Florida doesn't need anyone's help. Okay, I get it. But if Florida is in trouble and we need your help, you actually need to be there. Right? It's like when we had Katrina, I think we could have dealt with that situation a lot faster if the person leading the country was actually there. And I believe that that's in anything. You need to actually be on the ground. Okay, you, could, you're taking risks, it, I, huh? I could do it backwards. Mm -hmm. So, because you got to realize you're the president. So you have 50 other states that also need you. And in a situation like this, you have 50 other states protesting, some worse than others, you know what I'm saying? So you have other states. You, you can't just go just to Minnesota because by day two, D.C. was wild. L.A. was wild. You know what I'm saying? You had a lot of other problems by day but two. If, so if, but I, to me, if Minnesota would, if Minnesota is the source of it, I would start there. If those people don't want my help or whatever it is or they're like, hey, we hate you because of your political affiliation, that's one thing. But the way you lead is by going there and listening to what people have to say and giving people – I'm not saying to go out into a crowd of protesters or anything like that. But there's, le there's, leaders, there's leaders of that uh, the, uh, amongst those protesters that you could go there and you could sit there and you can listen to them because – I would. Go ahead. I mean, so, so, I, mean like, I totally get like what you know. What I'm saying like what you're saying. I'm just saying I probably would have done it in reverse, mm -hmm. where it's like first, all right, day one. Mm -hmm. As soon as day one comes, I would have had like a representative of, like, or, or liaison of the mayor in my office. I would have flown him over there. Mm -hmm. And by day three, four, and five, you know, like when the actual leaders of these protests start like emerging, and you and you can identify them, mm -hmm. I would invite them to the White House <clears throat> to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, so, so one. That deal, yeah, I'm not. So the reason why the reason why I think that I get where you're coming from on that. And I think that's what everyone does. Here's my problem with that. The actual people on the ground don't feel like they're being paid attention to when that happens. That's my problem with that. Right. If you're really yeah, if you're the leader of everyone in America, you've got to get there on the ground with every, no, no matter what it is. I'm not saying like just because, OK, this is an issue around race. OK, you got to be there. There's lots of issues in America that you actually have to be there and listen to the people on yeah. the ground over the politicians on the ground. But I, I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, Trump had a roundtable, I think, uh, yesterday and today. Mm -hmm. And one of the uh, one of the people that really stood out was Sonny Johnson. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of her. Mm -hmm. She's a, a black conservative and she really kind of pushes like a kind of a hip hop spin to things. But um she pretty much, you know, everybody was sitting around the table with Trump and she just let Trump know her opinion, talked about the Republican Party. And she said the biggest problem, it's exactly what you said, Hank, the Republican Party, they're like, your principles are good. Conservatism's values are good, but you guys don't go to the inner city and into black communities or Latin communities and put your skin in the game and actually explain it to the people directly. 
You do it by like proxies. It's like you're afraid to go there. It's it's almost like I I, I heard they deal with use... everyone by proxy, man. Not just yeah. not just the inner city or not. I mean, they deal with the people yeah. in the country, the guys in farm country. They deal with everyone yeah. by proxy, and all yeah, of I think I think Democrats go, do the same thing. Yeah, they do. But at least the Democrats they they they've tied themselves so much with grassroots efforts that their proxies are just so powerful and so tied to them. That they'll they'll show up for the photo op at least, and mm-hmm. because you see their proxies there every day, the Republicans almost gave up in certain places. Yeah, they just said we'll, th- we're never going to win there, so we're not even going to try. Yeah, I think the Democratic the Party has a better better organizational skills. I guess let's put it that way, mm-hmm. right? They have better organizational skills. I think the Republican Party has been dying for a long time. I mean, I'm not a fan of the two party system. I don't think it should exist, but that's this is what it is. Right. But the, the better organized are the Democrats. As a matter of fact, Trump is proof that the Republican Party is in disarray. It's at least dying, if not already dead. Right. That's how he became the president and not from Republican support. One of the biggest reasons why everything's constantly always falling down around him is that he didn't have Republican support and he doesn't. You know, but that's, yep. that's also because even if he did, he'd still do it his way and burn it to the you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, tweets or whatever, like he'd still shoot himself in the foot with his own actions, I believe. Mm-hmm. So Well, it's almost his words, not necessarily his actions, because yes, a lot yes. of his a lot of his actions outside of I would say the biggest one for us is Second Amendment people, the bump stock band yeah. and his stupid comment of you know, take the guns first, due process second, which in that case that was like an endorsement of red flag laws, but there's mm-hmm. no federal red flags, whatever. Mm-hmm. Besides that, that's kind of his biggest sin. Everything else, he's been more conservative than a lot of supposed conservatives, which I didn't vote for Trump at first because I didn't trust him. Mm-hmm. I was like, this guy's a New York liberal. He hangs out with all these elites. I don't trust him. I thought he was going to be a Trojan horse. Mm-hmm. He kind of proved me wrong. He's been a lot more conservative than I expected. Um, but I do think he just sometimes talks a big game and he's not as tough as he portrays himself. So the times when you're like, you want that leader, he's a little bit hands off there. Yeah. And I think he's influenced by obviously his daughter and, and I think and he has, I think in a big case, one of his biggest problems, if we're, if we're going to get on the, the, the subject of talking about what's, uh, what's Trump's problems. I think his biggest problem is the people around him. That's his mm-hmm. biggest problem. So, and what I mean by that is one, loyalty. There's, ve- there's a very low level of loyalty around him, uh, which Obama didn't have, man. Obama had like superior loyalty around him, right? And, and most of those people around him stuck around. If someone left, it was very quiet. Nobody, when they left, they didn't talk, <laughs> okay? The Trump, people have been leaving before he even got into office, Right. So that that situation has been going on. And then I think at the same time, he has some really bad advisors around him that he's listening to. And, and that's always your like, that's always the problem of the leader. That's a yep. bad sign for the leader that you have these people around you because it's almost look, it's the Michael Jackson thing. Think about Michael Jackson, who was the most famous person on the face of the planet for most of his life. What happened is there was no one around him that that was telling him things he didn't want to hear okay and that's how people get in trouble and i think that's that's the the same problem for trump if people are around him and they're telling him things he doesn't want to hear they're out right yep. so 
How how are you gonna? You know, this is not actually how you 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 lead. How you fix any kind of problems? It's it, it might look cute in a freaking uh, you know what the hell was the name of his show? Uh, the Apprentice, right? It might look yeah. cute in The Apprentice, but in reality, that's not how things work. You know, as a leader, you have to count on, like I think Marco was saying, hey, I would be sending people out to go here and then bring people back. You got to be able to rely on those people, Marco. <laughs> yep. You know, those people have to not be trying to like bring you down or make secret deals behind your back or not telling you some craziness. You know, but when we look at when we look at this situation, he's got so many he's got so many people around him that we don't agree with. Like gun guys don't, for the most part, agree with Barr. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what the hell is going on there? If we want to talk about gun stuff, he hasn't done anything positive at the ATF. It's a freaking joke. You know, so I, I think that that's all getting reflected in what's happening now. And I'll be honest with you, the you know the night that he won, he had that look on his face like he didn't expect it. I don't think he did. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot, and I think there's a lot of people that would agree with you. Yeah. And from then on, now, there's nothing wrong with that, right? That could happen no. to any of us, you know. But from then on, it, w- it was over. It was like the game of freaking thrones up in there. And everyone's out for themselves. And there's the inner circle. And, you know, um, <laughs> there's almost like some incestuous relationships going on that that's what he's that's he's only listening to these people. You know, how the hell how's that really going to work? You know, if you have if you have your now, like I, I, I like Trump Jr. because I think, hey, that's an actual gun guy. I see him at NRA and SHOT Show and stuff like that. Right. And I see him yep. talking about gun things. But you can't have all these people around you and they're not leading you in the right direction. You know, this is why there's so many gaffes. There's so many mess ups. You know, there's so many leaks and things like that coming out of it. And if he doesn't get his act together, there's uh, there's people out there outplaying him constantly, you know. And that's the problem that we're dealing with here. Of course, none of us want to vote. Who 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 here wants to vote for Joe Biden? No, nobody. Huh. You know. But you can't just do this on that. You can't do this on the mm-hmm. faith of that. You can't expect people to sit back and look at everything going on and go, okay. You ultimately, you've got to lead and you might do things that if we're just living in a situation where the media doesn't like him, okay, that's where we're living. But you have to be careful what you're saying, because if you say, just lock him up and think about due process later, how does that, like, we see it as gun guys, like, oh, that's what they're going to do to us with red flag laws. But then there's other people out there that see it. Oh, that's why they'll just step on our necks and kill us. Before we ever well, get I, a chance to prove whether we're guilty or not of stealing, to, of, of faking a $20 bill. Yep. And that's what fractures even this community and fractures his base because you have almost a solidarity between people. I, you know, we've got obviously there's a lot of the, the boog memes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I've always been afraid, and I actually listened to a podcast today talking about that of some of those people have solidarity with Antifa because they're both against the government and they're against the police to a certain extent. And I've always afraid like that's going to fracture it, uh, this movement too. So Trump is also playing between like multiple bases that may have almost opposing viewpoints. Mm-hmm. So he has to be careful because he's always been about law and order and back the blue. But obviously a lot of people that support him are also civil libertarians, ironically mm-hmm. enough. that would be that are okay with I don't necessarily want to get rid of the police, but I think demilitarizing them is fine. 
I think that they shouldn't red flag. There shouldn't be no knock warrants. I think that they shouldn't have immunity. Um, and, and I think those are reasonable things, but that doesn't mean that I agree with Antifa. Mm-hmm. So, and I think you're going to have people that conflate those things and people that jump sides on different issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and he needs to be cohesive in his message or else that's going to happen. Yeah. I think everything's too schizophrenic out there mm-hmm. right now with the, so far as their message and all that kind of stuff, you know, they're, they're up, then they're down, they're left and they're right, you know? And so even people on this side of the fence or whatever, let's say we're looking at it, like what the hell's going on? There's a lot of people just looking at this like, what the hell? Maybe this is the freaking alien moment that we're all looking at here, you know, um, that this has all been corrupted. I mean, a lot of times I feel like we are living idiocracy. If I don't know whether or not that's a movie. Marco, you saw Idiocracy? No, I always hear you talk about it, though. Oh, man. You know, we're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to do some movie nights around here. I'm gonna have to look at some of your suggestions. Have you seen American Me. American Me. Yeah. Um, I know that movie, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I like I, I've seen it as much as I've seen Idiocracy. I look at it a couple times a year. So I'll watch it. I'll download it just because you said so. Yeah. You got to watch American Me, especially uh, then you got to move on to Battlestar Galactica for some more ever James almost action. Oh, that was OK. That was a yeah, that was. A, OK, yes, I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about now. Yes. One time is enough for me with that movie. <laughs> I don't like to see I, I think I remember what happened to Edward James almost in there no you think about somebody else oh oh, okay that's someone else okay alright listen we hit 9 o'clock already yeah that went quick yeah I don't even know how this particularly happened but we you know, we, people good conversation yeah man that's how it works man we must have been good heated <laughs> it looks like there's some heated <laughs> it looks like there's some heated conversations going on in the chat as well that i haven't that i haven't been paying attention to but i hope everyone works it out we're here we're here discussing talking about things helping people like you know uh get some stuff off of the, off of their brains shout out to jr walls i see jr walls out there that's uh latina locked and loaded right there um so Eli EDC wants us to talk more Boogaloo Boys. Uh, maybe maybe tomorrow. Maybe we'll talk. Yeah, about he it. he 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 was the one that pointed me to that podcast. Uh, oh, earlier it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, oh, speaking of Boogaloo, mm-hmm. I've been seeing a lot more like cooler Hawaiian shirts. Like I saw this one that had like a bunch of little Macho Man Randy Savages <laughs> giving the flying elbow. I told I told you I watched way too much wrestling as a kid. I, I see some like I saw your Uzi one. So that I, but, but that uh, Macho Man one sounds badass without even seeing yeah, it. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you the whole the whole Hawaiian shirt game is definitely something. I might have to get me like a it's couple. On, yeah, it's got Macho Man ones. It, it's a wrap. Yeah, I need some with cars on it, man. Somebody needs he to make it. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> yeah, Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so awesome. Okay, listen, we're we're up against nine here. We're gonna we'll do this tomorrow. I believe tomorrow it's gonna be me and Walter. Maybe we'll get Patrick in here, and uh, we could do this again. In the meanwhile, let's do this. Let's let everyone tell the folks out there how how to support us. If you're still out there, smash the thumbs ups for us. We appreciate that, uh, Rolando. Tell the folks where they can find you, how they can support you, get in contact with you. Uh, IG is still my primary spot. So at Puerto Rican Pistolero on IG, I also have that same on Twitter. I'm going to get a little bit more involved there because 
I've just been seeing a lot of people aren't up to date on the Second Amendment community on mm-hmm. the greater national stuff. So I'm going to post those tidbits more. And then uh, Locked and Loaded Latinos on YouTube will post uh, more video content there. Right. Absolutely. Um, shout out to Check Your Six. I see uh, he says, Hank, great show. Till next time. Thanks. Uh, OK, Marco, we're going to the bear. How can the people right. find you? How can they support you? So this is probably my fifth or sixth time on the show, and I always tell people not to follow me, or I just I, I usually shout somebody out besides me. Mm-hmm. But this time I am going to give a, a, a shameless plug. Follow me on at gun channels underscore. That is my Instagram. Um, I always told people that I didn't show my face because I couldn't get a CCW. I'm in the process of launching a YouTube channel. I'm probably about 30 days away from it. Mm-hmm. It was really a, a schedule conflict between me and my videographer. Um, I'm probably, hopefully, going to be doing a podcast once a week as well. Hank, you got some competition here. Okay. Um, All right. So follow my Instagram at gun channels underscore because I'm going to announce what my YouTube channel and my uh, chat slash podcast channel is going to be. And I'm going to do a face reveal. With that face reveal that comes on my YouTube channel, I'm going to pitch that to the chat or podcast channel. And all I'm going to say is I will be giving something from Geisley away, something that I okay. already have. Okay. They don't even nice. know it's there, but mm-hmm. it's going to be something Geisley that I'm going to be giving away. And so just you know, follow me because I'll give the announcement. I'm probably about 30 days out from doing that. But, yeah, giving out something good and a little expensive. Okay, cool. Um, with your YouTube channel and with the podcast and all that, I encourage you to reach out to the people who come on here, like Puerto Rico Pistolero and all the other folks, oh, yeah. man. We have lots of cool people coming in and out of this particular show. Uh, lots of great guests that we've had on here. So I think you should reach out to some of these people, man. And uh, Yeah, but your credit, score, your credit score might be too low to get on my show since you've got oh, repo. You know? Oh, me? Oh, well, <laughs> what can I say, man? What can I say? You know, I'm from the hood, so... <laughs> You know, we might wind up on your. I might leak. I might leak video of your face before your reveal. Then, (laughs) how about that? (laughs) Lola got my back. No, I would never do. I would never do that to you. Yeah, I still. I need to be in good standing when I go to Maryland. You know, so that's like uh, that's Lola's uh, home turf out there. So yeah, absolutely. What what's that? I said Lola's folks are right down the street, so I know exactly where to find you. Yeah. Uh, not at their house. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, listen, I want to thank both of you guys for coming on here. Thanks for everyone for, uh, hanging out here in the chat. J.R. Walls, which is Latina locked and loaded, uh, PR Pistolero's wife. She says, can you give away the bear? It's tactical cute. That's what she (laughs) I can't because that's the only one that I got. But, uh, like I said, uh, tactical baby gear, that guy is always running promos i swear to god like he always has a promo code out there so mm-hmm. you'll always find like 20 20 30 off like right now like it's it's, it's what father's day coming up in a week mm-hmm. i guarantee you he has a promo code okay. so if you follow him you'll get yourself a promo code the bama oh my god the, the one thing i can say about him he ships so goddamn fast if you mm-hmm. order on monday i promise you you'll probably have it like wednesday or thursday wow awesome. okay very cool yeah it's ridiculously fast yeah. not 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 even joking okay we should get him on the show we should get him on the show all right listen thanks to everyone thanks to walther arms for sponsoring the podcast allowing us to talk about all these cool crazy things thanks to the folks out there rolando i appreciate you coming on thank you very much oh you're welcome marco appreciate you as well my friend i appreciate you um, let me uh run in the end right now 
press the button here. Make sure you guys smash that thumbs up button. Ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. Leave your comments and all that kind of stuff here. We are going to strip this audio out and put it up on the, um, you know, on the iTunes for, for everyone to be able to listen to it. Um, or anywhere else that you listen to your audio stuff. Make sure you go to HankStrange.com. Get up on our email list. Thanks so much, guys. Who wants the last word? Who wants the last word? No one? Uh, just have a good night. Be safe, everybody. Don't fall for the BS. Absolutely. Amen. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.